It's the Tiltcast, episode 432, from Brazil to New York. And this week, guys, we talk Battletoads, Plague Tale, The Outer Worlds, Mortal Shell, Mr. Prepper, and Ghosts of Toshima. Stay tuned. Getting a little bit hairy. Ah. Hey, we're, we're, we're back. It's, uh, it's the Tiltcast. Are, are, are we really going to come in retarded? It's the Tiltcast! It is, and we're back. And just to get introductions out of the way, I'm Nas. I'm Jason. I'm that other guy. And there's that other guy. And for the uninitiated, you're going to have, um, this is an M-rated show, you're going to have about 30 minutes of bullshit. Some games and some news, we do have a guest who is an ass, that is Trent, on the other side, original Tiltcaster. Um, now, cabbage. Now, cabbage caster, I guess. Is that, yeah, what, is that what you part, are? Part, part time. Part time. Yeah, whenever I get the chance, which is not very often lately. That's fair enough. Yeah. We're, uh, sans one Rusty, because Rusty is working. Yeah. He and got voluntold. So we, uh, <laughs> we get to have this asshole on here, which will be all right. I think we'll be. It really fine. hurts my feelings when you guys call me asshole. I seriously doubt it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you oh, all, I've known you for twenty years. You've <laughs> only, <laughs> you've only increased that perception with uh, the current mountain man look. Well, yeah, you kind of look. You look like a terrorist, Trent. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> So it's that kind of a show, huh? Yeah, I mean it's yeah. always been that kind of show. <laughs> so yeah, I thought I thought there I thought there were lines that uh, we didn't cross without hijacking a plane first, but uh, <laughs> apparently I was wrong. I I have to say though, for Mountain Man beard, it is looking good considering you have that gray in the middle, perfectly outlined, with mostly black still. It's just for men. Yeah, <laughs> it's, all, it's, it's all it's all natural. I love it, man. I, I I love my well. The thing is, is like my sides up here and my chins are all gray, like on both sides, and then I've got this like split dick thing going on down because like, I don't I can't even tell you how long this is. Trent, I haven't so even measured I've it, known Trent but, for yeah, nearly twenty long. years, and Trent's yeah. never had anything longer than about three inches for the most part. He's getting close. Before, before I met you, I had like a six inch. Long ass goatee. When you were like what, sixteen? No, when I was uh, twenty. Twenty. Yeah, yeah. Shit, you're approaching a foot. It looks like there. No, it's not that long, man. It can't. It can't. Well, I mean, from from lip down, maybe, but no, it's it's probably more like six inches. I'm, I'm a realist, Jason. I don't add a couple inches just to round it out. <laughs> I mean, so like, yeah, you gotta maybe, make yourself yeah, feel better. Yeah, Is it that way? Is it that why you I mean, trim your pubes so you can lie about I shave it? Them, man. I don't trim them. I shave them. And that's not lying, <laughs> first off. If if your pubic hair adds a half inch of, 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 of scruff pat whenever it's compacted down, that's a half inch she's not getting. I'm doing that for her. <laughs> <laughs> so that way I can give her the full four inches. And, and not... <laughs> and, and not not cheat her out of half a buck, you know. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm a compassionate, 
I'm as I'm as considerate as I am compassionate. As I, always, I <laughs> believe it. I think. Yeah, yeah. We uh, <laughs> can I we mean, go on? Can we, we move on? Yeah, I, I think we can no, move on from no. from hair. How's your beard doing? <laughs> I've been I've been trimming it because it's more manageable. I mean, last year we did our other friend Jason's wedding. I had the whole mountain man thing going pretty strong. Yeah. But like getting that trim properly is a chore. And then I was taking it to that. I guess I shouldn't say who it is, but like a place in town that does beards with haircuts like mm-hmm. that was famous for doing beards it's cost me like 80 dollars to get my beard cut and a haircut at the same time monthly so i was like well yeah. i'm gonna go back to the girl that's been cutting my hair for like 15 years that charges me like 30 bucks yeah i actually need to i've, I've been maintaining it myself but i i've put it off in the last two weeks so i need to actually go in and get someone to sculpt this this manly uh, uh, chin bush. I'll tell you who it is out there that does a really um, good job, uh, but it is expensive. Oh, yeah. Um, so but you can go there like once or twice and use that as a template to maintain. Yeah, yeah, that's my idea. So if I can just get them to do it one time, then I can just stand well, on top it, of it. I'm, so. I think if it's your first time, you can get the haircut for like six bucks, and then just pay for the beard part, which costs you like twenty five. So yeah, for like thirty bucks, issue, yeah. yeah. But I mean, just it feels like a lot to get your hair self groomed as as a dude. At this point, with with the way that everything's gone with lockdowns and shit, I I would pay two hundred dollars <laughs> to get. Well, they're open now because I, I I mean everything done. <laughs> I understand from, that. I don't know a lot of people from, that'll trim from, a silver bush. We're talking about from Brazil to New York. I want it all done. <laughs> Uh, I'm with Justin. I've been keeping mine shorter, but that's because I still have to go into work, so I have to wear a mask all the time. I'm just waiting until I can do mine in pigtails. (laughs) I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I can can actually split it and do the the two sides. You still get to go into the office, don't you, Trent? Look at that. (laughs) Yeah, I do. Nice. Yeah, my boss boss has a goatee down to his fucking... Uh, mid chest, pretty much. So, yeah, you're I work. I work. I work in the art industry. Do you really think that anybody gives a shit what we look like? Nope. Yeah. I think the more eccentric, the better. Honestly. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's kind of how it goes. Yeah. Like if you're too square and you work in an out gallery, like people start to wonder if you have any taste. Yeah, when you're trying to talk about, you know, like some weird oppressive content or whatever. Yeah, no, they kind of look at you like you're weird. It sounds like there's this really, really loud wind rushing everywhere. It'll I'm get, not having a stroke. I'm no, pretty sure it's on your side. No, no that is the AC. It'll get mostly edited out and compressed. All right, yeah, just making sure. That's, ha- that's the whole reason. The where it's just loud. Yeah, that's the reason we pause for a second before we start is so that we can catch it on the noise gate. All right, all right. So, Trent, I know you haven't been on here in about, well, it's only been about a month or so, right? Um like, Two, three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Have you done anything yeah. new or interesting that's uh show worthy? Um I started I, I think there is something, but I'll jump into what I've actually been like gaming wise, because I actually started uh going back into gaming. I, I went ahead and got Game Pass because I put it off for so long. It's so and, such a good deal. 
Well, the thing is, is I always have like a year in advance paid subscription. So I was just always like, oh, I need to remember to check it. It's coming up and I forget. And then I found out they'll actually prorate Game Pass onto my already existing gold membership. So I was able to get it for like the dollar for the first month. And then I think they're only going to charge me like $5 every month after that until my already pre-existing gold runs out since I got the ultimate pass, which is like 14 bucks usually. Um, so I just started downloading all these games, just a fuck ton of games. I grabbed, like, um, I finished Man of Medan, which I already owned anyways, but I finally finished that. Yeah, and no, I started, that's it, it's, it's good. List. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it's actually good. I, I enjoyed it. I played it to where everybody survived. After I played it my first time, where only, like, no one survived. <laughs> I thought they were going to, as at the very end, and then it's like, oh, wait, but because you did this, these people died, too, and I was like, ah, fuck. But I, I played that. It's it's a really good game. I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to Little Hope, the next chapter of the uh, Dark Picture anthology coming out. Uh, I played Sea of Thieves, finally. <laughs> I finally <laughs> downloaded Sea of Thieves and started playing it, and that's an interesting game. I haven't even uh, started I'm, that game. I, I've got yeah, some friends. Uh, our old friend Moonpeer loves that game. Oh yeah, really? Okay, cool. Well, I, I, I'm still playing it, and I plan on continuing to play it. Uh, I reinstalled Wolfenstein 2 just because I felt like playing it. I kind of pop into that in the evening, so I feel like it. I grabbed a whole bunch of new shit that um, just came out. I didn't get a chance to uh, to do um, flight simulator. Uh, yeah, flight simulator. Well, it, it's mainly because it's going to take you like a week thing, to download. Yeah, it's huge, man. That thing is huge. Like, what's it's what's like the speed of your actual deal. internet out there? Oh, I can download it in like eight hours. Two, two, no, like two nights. <laughs> if I just let it go, <laughs> just, it's like seventy-five. I think it's like seventy-five gigs, man. I think it's actually <laughs> it's, ninety. Yeah, it might be ninety. I know it's huge. Uh, I actually, I, I, I'm pulling up my Xbox companion on my Windows up here, so I'll be able to tell you here in a second how big it is. I went, I looked, and I was just like, ah, yeah, no, fuck that. I'm not doing that right now. Um, I grabbed uh, some game that was, um, uh, what was it? It was, uh, why is it not letting me log in? That's being stupid. It was. Uh, tell me what it was. Uh, I don't know. It was something about uh, driving around in a cab late at night in France. <laughs> oh, that was definitely something I don't know anything about. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. It's it, it's an interesting game. Um, I'm not going to really comment too much on that. Uh, I did grab, uh, was it that Plague Story? That's actually really good. Yeah, I started it, and I had to walk away. I'm going to play it some more this weekend. Looking forward to that. So it was mainly Man of Medan is what I played, and there was something else I can't remember right now off the top I of my head. I won't say what it so. is, even though it's a little bit of an older game. There's The only part about Plague Story I hate is how they introduce the rats. After you get past that, like it's still dark and dank and weird and creepy, but it's you'll understand why. Because you have a similar uh, love of animals as I do. Well, if you're talking about the uh, hole in the ground, yeah, yeah, no, I already got it. That made me that's very. Like, that's like within the first like two minutes. I know, but it made me very upset. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know. I didn't like it. Well, there's that, and there was a pig involved, and and you know, of course, I have pigs. I love my pigs. You have more pig love than I do. Makes me sad. I love pigs, man. Pigs are great animals. So they're they're better than most people. So <laughs> it's like I I do appreciate them. But uh, yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at Microsoft's little thing right now. Actually, okay. So what I'm looking at is 127 gigs to download that's Flight Simulator. What we both said. Yeah, that's the standard version of Microsoft in, Flight Simulator. That's insane. But you I know, don't even want to know what's above standard. I don't want to know how big that is. You know, I saw something that was saying that it was going Flight Simulator was going to generate more than a billion dollars in PC peripheral sales and upgrades. Over yeah, the next, I saw that article. Yeah. Uh, it's to credit PC Gamer, but like just because of what it is, okay. because it's not typical people that usually get that. It's the people that like that semi stuff, and then you got some of the like the people that like to practice flying, and it's set in such a way. I mean, it's flight simulator, right? Like it's set up to where you could put it in some kind. Oh of yeah, complete yeah, you, crazy they rig. Have. Yeah, I've got yeah. a buddy of mine that I used to work with that has. Uh, I'll give him a shout out. His name's Chad, and he has like a whole. Like, he loves sim stuff, so he's got a car that he carved out. He's got a shop in his garage, and he carved out the car, put a steering wheel in it for gaming, and turned that junk car into, like, a car that you get in to play, like, racing sims. Nice. Uh, he actually lives out close to where you're at, Trent. Oh, but, nice. Yeah, he was. He had already picked up Flight Simulator, and he's like, well, I guess i got to upgrade the rig. This thing's pretty intense. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. if you think about it, a lot of the previous iterations are actually used with expert settings to set up, you know, like light training sims for uh, for schools yeah. and yeah. stuff. So, I mean, it, I think, like, it's pretty got, big. Like, all the, you know, all the different types of controls that you'd have on a plane. And I wonder if, like, there's a baby mode and then, like, an expert mode that has, like, there all is. the little stuff that, you know. Yeah there is i'm curious but it's not real high on my radar because i'd be playing it with an xbox controller i don't have the you need a whole toss a whole toss yeah i don't have a whole toss but (laughs) i wouldn't mind one honestly for a couple of things uh um well other other than that uh, i've been playing um outer worlds did you did you never start it before no, I never saw it before. I was meaning to buy it that, that weekend it came out, but I had other stuff come up that I was more interested in doing. And I finally, since it's on Game Pass, I grabbed it. Because I was like, all right, I'll see, you know, what all the bitching's about. And I grabbed it and started playing it. And, um, I mean, immediately, like, right off the bat, you can tell it's an Obsidian game. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm actually a fan. I'm a pretty big fan of the Outer Worlds. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying Obsidian in a bad way. I'm not talking about the glitch because when I played it, I mean it's on console. It's been out for a while, so there's no glitching. I mean, but it's just more the, the sense of to humor. To me, they made the best 3D Fallout game. So, yeah, and and it's 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 actually a. I'm enjoying the game. My only problem with it so far is that for something that's so big in scope, it's actually very small. There's not a. Yeah. It's sort of open world, but not really. It it's well, like it's I. It's not bit- really a whole lot of world. Yeah. Well, it's like I bitched about when it when it came out. I said my only bitch was the amount of loading screens you hit. See, I, I don't. I don't hit a whole lot of them. Oh, I you're hit playing one on whenever. PC, aren't you? 
No, I'm playing on Xbox. Uh, the only time I hit one is if I fast travel or if I go in and out of a city. That's why I'm saying as you get yeah. further through the game, yeah. that'll become more of a thing for you than uh, than they are at the beginning because you're uh, jumping back and forth between places a whole lot more. Yeah. All right. Well, one thing I did notice is like I spec'd my guy the way that I would typically spec a dude in a situation like this where um, I focused on like science and hacking and all that shit. And it doesn't really seem like I have to scrounge a whole lot to unlock anything. Like everything's just insta unlocked for me. I haven't run into anything where I didn't have enough mag picks or uh, security shunts or anything. Plus, I do like that, you know, when you bring someone into your party that has, you know, that little, that has a specialization in, like, say, engineering, you get that bonus added to yours. That's kind of nice. I do enjoy that. And uh, I think there's, like, what, two party spots? Yeah, who can travel yeah, with you. two party spots. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it the one thing I mean I I really so far I really like the preacher. I was a pretty big fan too. <laughs> yeah, just because he's he's how I imagine I would be if I was a priest, <laughs> <You know? laughs> right? He's he's all fatherly and shit until he realizes the book's in French, and he's just like, God damn it! <laughs> so, and that, that's kind of funny. Um, he's kind of like this con man grifter grifter priest, which is kind of funny, but. For the most part, um, the slowdown time dilation is okay. Uh, what's really weird though, is when I'm playing and I'm so used to playing Fallout, I keep expecting bats to pop up, you know. But of course, that never happens. No, yeah, there's no bats. Yeah, yeah, it just it just feels like it's going to pop up. Uh, the enemies are kind of stupid. Uh, they're really not all that tough. Uh, I'm playing it on, I think, just like I think I'm on normal or hard difficulty, and it's really not that difficult. Um, the gun, like, the inventory management system, I'm not entirely in love with, but, you know, hey. It reminds me a lot of uh, how you can get overburdened in, like, Knights of the Old Republic, where if you don't constantly maintain it, you're gonna get, like, 800 fucking items in your inventory you gotta dig through later on. Uh, so, it can get that way. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, it's it's not too bad, but that's, that's all I've really been doing. I can't think of anything else. Uh... I grabbed I grabbed Carrion that um uh what was it uh uh reverse horror game where you actually play the monster. So Yeah I've, is the dog is the dog attacking you guys? I've got her. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> oh shit, you're gonna leave me here with Jason? No shit, uh, we got he's got Kong up the dog or something. He's got a Slip it some Benadryl. Or at least give her some peanut butter to occupy her. Yeah, are you trying to make a sex joke? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anyways. Uh, but, no, I'm trying to like I'm trying to limit my humor tonight because I was I was I went down to grab a late dinner. Sorry, an early dinner before I left work, because I was gonna be doing this, and I, I sat in the restaurant with the uh uh, two of the waitresses I know down there, and we were sitting there telling jokes, talking back and forth. And <laughs> with them, I'm, I'm extremely like just really crude, really disgusting jokes because <laughs> they, they're the same way. And I feel like if I was to go to that level tonight, nah, there's some pretty bad shit. <laughs> so, 
Oh, so I'm trying I mean, to. So my jokes, my jokes are not on point tonight. We we used to just save that for off camera, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, uh, yeah. we never really have gotten too crude, though. We yeah. Don't. Not not since I left. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> we have our moments. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. you're the one who truly took us to dark places. <laughs> Oh, I, I, I did. I did finish the Umbrella Academy season two. Oh, dude, wasn't it amazing? It was good. Is I'm waiting on Jesse to get back to start up that again. Ah, uh, okay. So I, I read the first arc of the Umbrella Academy, and I was just kind of like, okay, this is all right. I'm not going to really come back and revisit it, you know. And and then the show finally came out, and I was like, okay, I'll watch this, you know, because I remember liking it, and. And I thought the first season was really good. I like the casting choices, especially for five. He's like one of my favorite characters yeah. in the comic. So, so I really like the, who they cast for, uh, for him in the show. He, he gets the character quite a bit, does a good job. And him in season two has just been really good. He's, he's nailed it, of course. And I got to the end of it and I was pretty happy with where they left off. And, um, I had heard of that story progression in the comics, but that was beyond where I stopped reading, so I don't know where that's going to go to. Yeah, and at that point in the comics, it really got more interdimensional, and they left a lot of that out of the show, and I think that was a wise yeah. choice, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Because um, yeah. you start yeah. mixing in interdimensional prisons and whatnot on top of the commission that get kind of they could have gone down a big rabbit hole and not dug themselves yeah. out. Yeah, and then you have the then you have the rabbit hole DC's about to dig itself into with the Flash movie, basically. So, yeah, let's not talk <laughs> about DC. DC's a no zone. <laughs> hey, now they're bringing Michael Keaton back as Batman for a little bit at least. So I got to be old Batman. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah be... I mean, he's supposed to be like the new Flash movie is going to go into the whole you know, um, multi multiverse and, you know, crisis. And so they're going to, from what I've heard, they've got Michael Keaton signed on to be Batman from the Tim Burton universe. They're bringing, uh, Ben Affleck back as the Batman. And, uh, I don't know if they're going to have, um, uh, Twilight dude, <laughs> Robert Patterson or whatever to come in for his, but, from the sounds of it, we might see a cameo where maybe the Flash stumbles into the to the Burton universe, and I hope to God that they don't try and upgrade Michael Keaton's Batman costume with nipples, because I don't <laughs> right. want to see that. And uh, but it'll be cool to see. It'll be cool to see older Batman either in the outfit or just as Bruce Wayne. I'm I'm down with either one because Michael Keaton's well, like one of my favorite. Well, Batman and it better it, so. be the dark. Uh... Like, there be like, the dark version of Goth Gotham, not the Schumacher version. I had to look right, him uh, up again because I want Michael Keaton wasn't young when he played Batman the first time. No, he wasn't he that young. No. And he doesn't look that old. No, no, he's he's he still looks pretty he's, good for him. Like he played well. he played he played Vulture in uh, the uh, uh, first Spider-Man movie. The only that thing that did, uh, yeah, the yeah. only thing that really tells his age is the fact that. Pretty much all of his hair's gone. That's it. Like, 
yeah he's getting there but uh, i i love michael keaton movies i'm a big fan of his so anytime i see him pop up on something I, I instantly watch it hey that's a great man multiplicity <laughs> is an underrated fucking movie um, right? i actually just it is i'm actually just goading you yeah. i actually like multiplicity quite a bit yeah so actually she touched my pepe she touched my pepe steve that's like one of my favorite lines. <laughs> uh birdman was actually pretty good I own it, and I haven't watched it yet. I bought it as soon as it came out, because, hey, Michael Keaton, I just never sat down to actually watch it. Uh, you know, he plays a to. really good dick. Yeah. And he is that in I, I, like I like a guy that can play a really good dick. Right. Um, <laughs> he's uh, He he plays a giant dick in Birdman, and uh, even more so in um, The Founder. Uh, yeah, I've seen the founder. The founder is a great movie. I like that one a lot. Yeah, he's uh, still got Batman eyebrows, and I think that's important. Yeah, you gotta have the eyebrows, man. You gotta have the eyebrows. So I'm excited to see. Uh, I, I guess mean, that'd be Bruce Wayne eyebrows, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'm I'm excited to see where they. I mean, here's here's my biggest problem. Okay, it's like Marvel had the right idea with the way they structured stuff for the most part. You bring in the individual pieces, and then you slam it all together with Avengers. But it's not really Avengers yet. It's just Avengers Light, or it's Avengers that it's like Jello that hasn't congealed yet. And then you go off and do a couple more movies of the individuals to build up the universe, and then you slam out another Avengers one where it's like, oh, it's it's kind of like Avengers, so it's kind of like Jello Light. It's congealed, but it doesn't taste as good. And no. then you do a couple more. And then you slam out, you know, uh, uh, the real Avengers and, and you're movie. Like, that's the Avengers. That's the event. That's what you want to see. DC, on the other hand, decided, hey, we're going to do a couple of Batman movies that are just kind of like we're going to have different versions of Batman that have sprung up over the last like 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. There's not going to be any continuity between any of them. No fucking clue what's going on. And then we're going to do. Uh, this Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix that has nothing to do with any of these, and then we're gonna do a Wonder Woman movie that kind of we're gonna we're gonna leave that there. But Steppenwolf is a total shit show in that fucking movie. I hated it. And then uh, people say, "Oh no, it's such a great movie. It's Wonder Woman." I said, no, no, I'm not mentioning because it's Wonder Woman. I enjoy Wonder Woman comics. It's just they destroyed Steppenwolf. It sucked. And then they did. First off, you didn't even do a Cyborg or a Flash movie. You tried to do Green Lantern, and that was horrible. It was a 3D movie, okay? I went to go see it in the theater. I had 3D glasses on, and there's a scene. I don't know what they were thinking. There's a scene where a guy swings at him to punch him, and Ryan Reynolds gets hit, but rather than falling towards the camera, it quick cuts to him falling away from the camera onto the side of a, uh, uh, the back end of a truck. And I was like, that's not how 3D works. It's a lot more impressive if he's coming towards you. I don't know what the fuck you're doing. It's like the guy who wrote the story obviously fucking directed well, it. Well, there's... It's, it's shit all around. There's a reason Deadpool killed Brian Reynolds after he read the script. Oh, I know. Uh, trust me, I'm very well aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, Deadpool's good. Deadpool and Deadpool 2 are good. And the only thing that really made Deadpool for me was Brad Pitt. Because without him, that would have that would have failed. <laughs> Because I well, I loved his cameo and it was perfect. But anyways, um, it was Deadpool's great. But here's the thing: they did these one-off little things, and then they said, "Now we're going to do Justice League." And people are just like, people who are uninitiated are just like, "What the fuck is Justice League?" 
And they're like, oh, well, it's a superhero conglomerate with uh, Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman and Green Lantern's in there somewhere sometimes. And then you've got, <laughs> you've got uh, fucking uh, Aquaman and, and all these people. And they're just like, well, you haven't done a Cyborg or a Flash movie, so why the fuck should I care about those? Those are two very important people. And they didn't even bother doing a movie for him. I'm like, why not? I mean, they have this, they have just, the Flash TV show, I but just, it doesn't even relate to any of this. Like, I feel like DC, money-wise, is before the Marvel movies, wasn't that far behind them. It's just, they should have mm. had the same idea with the continuity. Build up a big story, right? That, well, that, That's what I'm saying, yeah. Bring in the little pieces and keep building them up. To get and the first Justice League movie should not have even been a Justice League movie. It should have been kind of like what they did with the Avengers Light, where it's like a couple of the main members kind of cross paths and you kind of get a taste for what Justice League could be. Instead, they gave us Batman bitch slapping the shit out of Superman, and you're just like, "Well, you guys really jumped the gun here. You you should not have done this." Was that a, you should not did Zack Snyder do that? Yes. I think that was Zack Snyder, yeah. 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 That was it was the, way too early, though. No, but that was the problem. That shows Zack Snyder to direct these. No, yeah, but it was it was way too early, though, for them to do Batman versus Superman. I mean, you can't really do that without a whole bunch of extra... And also, I will say one thing. Hey, Jesse Eisenberg is Lex Luthor. What the fuck, man? What the fuck? <laughs> it's just... It's a shit show. I just... They should have brought... They should have brought... They should have brought Kevin Spacey back. I'm just gonna say. Oh, yeah, from that little uh, kids, first Superman little kids no, Yeah, little kids or no little kids, I don't give a shit. They should, this is before all that happened anyways. They should have brought Kevin Spacey back as Lex Luthor because Gene Hackman is, you know, you know whatever. But I love Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor in the original Superman movies because he was a good mix of class, intellectual stupidity, and trash. It was just everything. Those are, those it was are a good 80s movies. It was, yeah, it was a roundhouse of perfection with Lex Luthor for that vibe. But Kevin Spacey did a very good in Superman Returns. Yay! Yeah, a very sinisterish, very flamboyant kind of Lex Luthor. I enjoyed, and I would have liked to have seen him because he was basically trying to play Gene Hackman's Lex Luthor, you know. But it was Kevin Spacey, but more sadistic. I'm not gonna say, yeah, I'm not going to say Gene Hackman's not a great actor. He is a very good actor. I've always enjoyed his movies, but. Kevin Spacey just has a lot more range, I think, when it comes to the evil side of shit. Yes, Spacey so. was the perfect choice for that. He was, he was, and they they should have just. I don't know what they were doing. I'd like them. To, I'd uh, like. I, I I'd like. Know. I like Cavill, and I just wish he had better writers behind the other Superman movies. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of DC properties. Like I watched, I watched uh, Dread the other day again for the first time, and probably I, I'd say actually about a year. I love that fucking the, movie. You're talking about like, the reboot the, of Dread, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, the Car- the Carl Urban one is. Yeah. Oh, I fucking love that. I, I'm a huge Judge Dread fan. Always have been. When I was a little kid, I remember popping a boner when they had uh, fucking yeah, uh, uh, Judge Dread and Robocop. It, it was just, it was awesome, and I I was very happy with the portrayal of Dread in that movie. It fit perfectly. They didn't try to Stallone it, where he's like, "Well, I'm, I'm not going to wear a mask the entire time." You know, it's. Just, they said, no, Carl, you're going to wear the mask throughout the whole fucking movie, because well, you're not supposed to take it off. And, and they just like, he was like, all right, <laughs> I'm fine with that. Yeah, exactly. Well, and the supporting cast around him was good, too. Uh, it was a great know. supporting cast, and, and it had the same dark, broody, jokey, it's like, it's dark and, and, and sardonic, and, and misanthropic environment, but it's funny. Like, you know, when they're going into the tower, 
and he tells the guy, you know, don't be here when we come back. And of course, the door ends up closing. Up. <laughs> you know? It's it's fucking funny. It, it it was the perfect mix of everything, and it was great. And I was so happy for it. And of course, I don't think they're ever going to do a follow up, which sucks because it's it's a great series, and I would love to see more on it. But they do great one offs. Like Dread was fantastic. Um, Red. Uh, the one with Bruce Willis, John Malkovich, Morgan Freeman. That's a DC property. And Both of those movies the, are good. Yeah, uh, the second one's not as good. The first one's great. The second one's a little weak, but it's still fun. Uh, Road to Perdition was a fantastic Tom Hanks movie based off of the comic by the same name. And they nailed that one with everything. I mean, it's perfect. If you've never watched it, watch it. It is a fantastic movie where Tom Hanks plays a... Uh, enforcer for uh for the irish mob even if it's set up even if you don't know what the movie or what the comic is it's oh, just yeah. a no, good it's a, great movie. it's a good mob movie yeah it, it's a great fantastic film and like everybody in that is cast it's what's funny is they're cast against what they usually play especially like tom hanks doesn't usually play a role like that but he nailed the hell out of it jude law playing a psychopath assassin dude nailed the shit out of it, it it's just really good and then stuff like uh, Watchmen. I enjoyed the Watchmen movie. A lot of people can trash it, but I like it. I was thought that, they did a good that's job. That's not DC, though, is it? Yeah. That's DC. That's DC, DC and that was Zack Snyder. That's why they went with him yeah. for yeah. Superman well, did, and Batman. He did a hell of a job with Watchmen. Yeah, yeah. Watchmen's a great film. and Well, I mean, it's a great graphic novel. The film is, is good for what it is. I enjoyed it. I thought they got a lot of stuff right. Yeah. I'm probably one of the few people that's watched it. the director's cut on that like four or five times. Yeah, no, that's the only one I own, and I've watched it several times. I've made people watch it. I'm like, you need to see it. This is really good. It's you three, three hours long. Hour <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you're going to love it. Trust me. Just don't fall asleep. <laughs> and uh, and I love that. And there, there are some great one-off DC properties, but like I said, when it comes to their mainstays, man, like Batman and Joker, like even Harlequin, dude, like, Okay, like, Suicide Squad was one of the dumbest movies I've ever fucking seen. Have you watched the second one? <laughs> Is it out yet? Yeah, it's Birds been out. Birds of Prey. It's been out for about eight months. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 that's different. No, okay, no, there's a Suicide Squad 2 coming out that's separate from Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey is its own little offshoot that's all about Harley Quinn. I've watched... Uh, I've watched Birds of Prey or the Spectacular Emancipation I, or whatever it's called. I can't... I can't get that time it. back. Yeah, no, I hated it, man. I hate what they did to Black Mask. I hate what they did. To, I mean, first off, you have Ewan McGregor, you know, who's a fantastic uh, actor, and um, the uh, and honestly, the only man worthy of carrying the name Obi Wan Kenobi after Alec Guinness. And what do you do? You uh, you basically ruin it by comboing the shit out of it. You go on to you know you, you who go they. Well, 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 I was going to say, you go onto the media and make this huge thing about how it's a hardcore feminist movie that's going to, that, that men are not going to like it. And I'm like, well, already right there, you just destroyed half of your viewer base, you yeah. know, and the guys are still going to show up. But if you're, if you're telling people that it's going to be a challenge for a certain gender to watch a film, all you're doing is basically closing the door and gatekeeping towards those individuals who might have wanted to watch if they're like i don't want to watch a movie like that to be preached at i just want to watch it for entertainment value you know and i watched it and i really didn't see any difference between it and any other superhero film i was like okay it's it's trash it's just, it's just basically action trash there's 
some some action trash has better narrative story in it where you can kind of learn a life lesson and everything this one doesn't have that because harley quinn doesn't learn lessons right. <laughs> that kind of that goes well, against her whole persona this was a case of they could have somewhat made it more watchable with a better casting for black mask totally, I, 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 totally I should have been hugo weaving or vigo mortensen Here's the thing about Hugo Weaving. All right, <laughs> I feel so bad for Hugo Weaving because, like, I heard he's not coming back for the Matrix Four, which I'm pretty sure a lot of people don't want to come back for it. Um, but he's not coming back for Matrix Four, even though he's a big, big pivotal part of the original movies. And then he comes into Captain America, and he's playing, you know, he's playing Red. Man. He's one of the biggest Red Skull. He's playing one of the biggest characters in the Captain America lineup. And he's in there for one movie before he gets disintegrated by the Tesseract. And they're like, hey, guess what? It's ten years later. We're going to bring you back, Hugo. And he's like, oh, really? And they're like, yeah. Oh, great. What am I going to be doing? It's like, you got one scene. Here's 60 seconds. <laughs> yeah, you got one scene. And you've just been hanging out. Uh, uh, what was it? Born and hanging on this planet. Waiting for douchebags to show up and kill someone that they love. And he's like, oh. <laughs> you know, it's. I feel bad for because even like every single movie franchise he tries to get into kind of dies out before it really takes off. Like Wolfman with Benicio del Toro. Well, you know, and, like he was brought in. You could tell that they were trying to set that up to be a trilogy of some sort. I mean, he, where he was going to become the, the Wolfman. Oh no, no, no! I'm talking about after that. We're going after that. He kind of burned himself out on Lord of the Rings, so he comes into the Wolfman trilogy. And in the end, he's bit. He's going to become the Wolfman, and then they just never do another Wolfman movie. And you're like, okay. And then he does Red Skull. It's like you're going to be Red Skull, and then like he just never becomes Red Skull again, well, except then, for like six, sixty minutes. Sorry, sixty seconds later on. In well, one then he goes and does Mortal Engines. I never watched that because I didn't Jackson. want to be disappointed. I didn't want to be disappointed. It's actually watch. good. I've heard different. <laughs> I enjoyed it a lot. That's not um, selling me on anything. But the, uh, uh, I mean, again, he picked a role where the character is killed off. Maybe he does it on purpose. Oh, so so, so he Sean Bean did. Yes. And he Sean Bean. They're like, hey, we got this great idea, Sean Bean. It's going to be based after one of the greatest book-selling series of all time. You're going to play Eddard, which is one of the main characters, and uh, you're you're going to die three quarters of the way through. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to get your head chopped off, and then you're going to come back during the midpoint for a flashback where you're going to hear your son's voice while you're riding on a horse, and then you're gone again for the rest of the series. He's like, okay. I'll do what I have to do. It keeps, he's just afraid of commitment. That's all it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, when I was playing oblivion, I kept expecting to get his fucking head cut off. (laughs) I kept like, I was supposed to save this guy. He's the new fucking King of oblivion, but I'm pretty sure he's going to die. Like a quarter of the way through the fucking game because it's Sean fucking Bean, you know, <laughs> it's Sean fucking Bean. It's like you can't count on to be there when the credits roll. I mean, <laughs> the the only movie in recent memory I can think of where his character didn't die was the worst movie he did, Jupiter Ascending. No, Silent Hill. He was in Silent Hill the movie. You're pointing at me like, oh, I forgot. Yeah, no, Sean Bean. He yeah. played uh, the. He played 
basically the Harry Mason character from the very first Silent Hill, but since the movie focuses on his wife, who, if you follow the game, shouldn't even be fucking alive, uh, she's the one who gets stuck in Silent Hill. He's looking for her. He can't find her, but he survives, and then he pops up in the second film, I think. It's been, I, I hate those fucking movies. Oh, they're so I horrible. I don't even remember. Yeah, I, know they're, I love the games, but the movies... Well, I love the games up to halfway through part four. And then everything after that's been shit. Once Akira Yamaoka left and they brought Korn in to do the fucking one of the songs, I was like, fuck that. Yeah, like, I, 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 just, yeah I didn't buy Silent Hill to listen to fucking Korn. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a very opinionated, angry nope. man sometimes. <laughs> what? No twisted Life, transistor for you? Life ain't fucking peachy. <laughs> was it, what was that song? Was it was it Life is Life is Peachy or whatever? Was there? Uh, was the there a big debut? Hit? The debut album? Uh, yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I, I used to be a, I used to work in a kitchen at a sports bar, and like all the guys were obsessed with this fucking album. And I was like, Yeah, this sounds like Hate Department. If Hate Department hated itself, this is shit. This is like this is really really weak shit. <laughs> it's like I'm sorry, and. Um, it's like it's like everything that's mainstream back then, especially, was basically what the industrial scene sounded like ten years prior. So it just kind of reminded me a lot of like um, some of Ken Labs more like rock oriented shit and fucking uh, uh, the like basically Tool. It sounded like they're trying to be Tool, but very. What was it up? What was it up with? It was it like androgyny? I yeah, androgynous. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of like Marilyn Manson meets 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 a really butt rock version of Tool. That's basically what I view Corn as. And then there's Slipknot. That's basically like Kiss on Acid. You know, it's crazy, Trent. Is there are people listening what? to the show that don't know what those bands are? I know, I know. They they they, they missed don't, out. I don't know. <laughs> they're just they're so young. They're so young, and they should. They should get a hold of me. <laughs> but no, it's it's so sad that, you know, I mean, it's all about Billy Eilish now. <laughs> but I'm not going to try. I actually, I have Billy Eilish on vinyl, so I'm not going to trash it. So. Vinyl is a record for you young ones. It's a big I mean, giant thing. It looks like a coaster, but it plays music. You don't plug it in. You so, can't tweet on it. Say what say what you will about about her. Uh, her music's the only music my eleven year old listens to that I don't completely hate. No, it's entertaining. It's entertaining. My only problem is that her her brother who writes music with her isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He's dating a girl who looks just like her, and that's kind of creepy. That so, is really that creepy. is really weird. Yeah, I didn't know there were two of them. So, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I didn't know. So Trent, with what you've been doing, has there been like anything that's changed majorly for you, like say in the last six months with like having to stay at home? Is there like anything drastically different for you or is this basically well, exactly the same as it has been? Well, I've been social distancing as a professional for like for... fifteen years. <laughs> like fifteen years. And that's because I can't stand any of you motherfuckers. For more than ten minutes. Anyway, now, um, uh, for a little bit when it first happens, I went camping when the lockdown happened because I was like, "Ah, oh, there'll be no people out there." 
Yeah, yeah, there's nobody out there. So I was like, fucking, I'm going camping. I'm going to stay in a cabin. I'm going to fish. I'm going to have some fun. And then that lasted like a week and a half, and I had to come back. And where I work, there's only like two of us. So we basically took turns where he would take Tuesday, Wednesday. I'd take Thursday, Friday, and maybe Saturday. But I'd be up up at the gallery all by myself so i just work on crap watch videos i took my switch with me a couple times played some dark souls um and then that kind of came to an end after about three weeks there were about two weeks though i was at home and i decided hey i've got all this free time i'm gonna finally get around to doing all these at-home projects that i have lined up like you guys can see my camera and everything looks kind of nice and organized. And I will shit. say that's the most work. I know that's that middle room in your house, isn't it? This is my office. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it, the most organized I've ever seen it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty organized. But behind me, I've got my uh, my closet behind me. I pulled the bookshelf out of there. I painted the interior of it union blue, which is just this nice dark gray blue. And I'm building new bookshelves to go in there next week. I'm going to go pick up the lumber probably Tuesday or Wednesday. Sorry, no, next weekend I'm going to pick up the lumber. And I'm going to build this new modular shelving system and put my... So I've got a bunch of stuff over here on the floor that used to be in there, like uh, my Jack Burton statue and a bunch of different statues and stuff I need to put in there. And I've been doing that, and while I had the free time, I was like, well, I'm... I'm going to build this and build that and basically just spend a lot of time doing that. I I went ahead and started pouring back over my stock my stock portfolio stuff and um rediversifying yeah, disaster. Well, I I've, I've actually been doing pretty good. Um I haven't had anything majorly bad, thankfully, but like, I, I, I don't say it on something that's like recorded on Spotify, but like yeah, I'm down by 75% yeah, I think you and I were talking uh, a week or so ago, and you told me how much you were down. And I was like, "Holy crap, man!" I was like, "I feel bad for you." So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I I'm down in inheritance basically at this point. Yeah. It's like twenty <laughs> yeah. years of yeah. me saving. It's like just hit the oh. fucking shitter. Well, you know, you you got either. I mean, the best thing I would say is hold, hold, I was gonna say and just ride it out, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But holding and just riding out the storm, yeah, as long as you don't have Goodyear stock, you should be okay. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, like, I have Tesla stock, and I'm I'm just blown away right now with the past two days even watching that just start to get – they're about to do a split on it because they already did, I think, uh, I think they did a 1-5 split um, just a while ago, and they're talking about doing a 1-10 split, so every stock will – every one stock will turn into 10 stocks. And if they do that, then I'm going to be like, fuck yeah, because last time I checked this afternoon, it was over $2,000 of stock right now. And yeah. when I checked it on Monday, it was at like $1,600. So it's already jumped up like four or 500 bucks just over the past yeah, few days. Have, I should have moved stuff over to them five years ago. You, you, should, you should grab some Microsoft if you've got a chance. Yeah, have, you, have you ever used Robinhood? Well, uh, let's talk about this stuff off off. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. But well, well, have you ever used Robinhood? No, I do everything through Fidelity. Okay, well, the, uh, I I use Robinhood for a few things just because they let me buy like partial not stocks sponsored by either product as well as full. <laughs> not 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 sponsored by them at all. I'm just saying I I actually like them for a few things just here and there because I have my regular portfolio, then I have this, which is just extras, and I I enjoy it. But mainly, it's been silver that I've been watching because I I have a nice amount of silver 
that I've codgered away over the past couple of years. And welcome to the old cast. Yeah. <laughs> well, shit, man. I mean, I, it's already jumped like twice what I paid for it when I would buy it. So I'm I'm just waiting for the roof to blow out on that and to get a repeat of what happened in 2008. So cause if that happens, I can, I've got 25 bars I've set aside that if I sold those and it reached up to... For, say it reaches out to what gold was at like a month or so, like sixteen hundred bucks, fifteen hundred bucks for an ounce of silver. If they were able to regulate that, if they were to you know regulate the gold silver silver gap, I could sell those bars off and have about twenty five thirty six thousand dollars in one fell swoop. So, so well, I'm super excited. The moral of this story for those of you guys that are twenty years younger than us, listen to this is. Invest a little bit as ways you're younger and continue to invest as you get older. Whatever you can oh, yeah. and don't blow it on dumb shit. Um you can buy you can buy you... video games, but like you should always set aside some part of your paycheck for some type of investment because Oh yeah. Like twenty years comes quick. Me and Trent, it feels like I have I've known like it does and doesn't feel like I've known you for half my life. But yeah. like if you really think about it, like we met when I was like before I was able to drink. No. Probably yeah, <laughs> and I'm pushing forty right now. So yeah, it was, it was, and it was that was back when I was that. a lot stupider, but I was still doing just little bits of it, like a hundred dollars a paycheck if I could afford it, fifty dollars a paycheck, sometimes twenty. Yeah, um, and I'm still not doing a crazy amount. I'm doing like a hundred dollars a paycheck if I can help it. Oh yeah, and that's that's but, a healthy thing to do just, if you can afford it. Yeah, yeah, that's twenty five hundred dollars a year. Times twenty yeah. years plus growth. Just think, like that's, yeah, it, that's and, and, and it's a lot thing, more than what you think, except for the fact yeah, that the market fucking crashed like crazy. Yeah, and one thing I can say is that a lot of people that I talk to about it who want to get into it, but are like, "Well, I can't afford to buy even a full stock of something I want." Like there are partial stocks. You that's are what allowed I've been to doing buy partial for stocks forever. Yeah, and it's, yeah. You, you don't have to buy if if a stock is fifteen hundred bucks, you can put five dollars down on it, and you'll get five dollars mm-hmm. worth of one stock, and you can just keep adding five dollars every week or every two weeks until you've earned a whole piece of stock. And during that time, you can also set it up to where any dividends that might have returned off of it will go back into buying that stock, and uh, the value that's increased on it will also increase your portfolio. So I mean, you don't have to have more than twenty dollars to get started. It's just so. what I'm saying is like as you turn into olds like the this table and Skype call, mm-hmm. um, you end up starting to accumulate some of that stuff, and it's important. Like in twenty years, for me and Trent, this is really mm-hmm. fucking important. <laughs> uh, otherwise, it's going to be working yeah, for the rest uh, of my life. Yeah, when I can't wipe my own ass, I don't want to be having to you know take shit off people to, in order, in order to earn a paycheck. I don't want to do that. Right. So. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather be able to just sit at my home and scream at people, you know, um, on the TV. I've been. Yeah. It's weird. I decided, like, without getting too dark, like, I run into these times where I get really down and then come back up, and I usually have to distract myself with gaming or whatever. And it's it gets really boring sometimes here with me and you know Lolo and Zoe, the two wonder dogs. And yeah. I started working out, and I. Uh, and walking, you know, like walking my dogs, they need walk and they need exercise and stuff like that. And it's been really beneficial, but like what I decided to do is kind of laughable. Um, I delved into, uh, basically I'm doing yoga now. So 
don't knock it until you try it. It is really fucking no, hard. I'm, You're going to feel like a goddamn karate no. dancer while you do it. But, yeah. like, if you've got Amazon Prime, like, there's yoga on there. I have yeah. a friend of mine at work that recommended something. She's like, hey, you could do this every morning for 20, 30 minutes and get a decent workout. And so I've been doing my dancing bear and dipping dog and all that other bullshit. And yeah. it's really starting to, like, help me lose some weight. And it's, you know, it helps you poop. Like, that's a pretty important yeah. part of your day. Um, And it's helping my... <laughs> Sense like sense of accomplishment daily, right? Like you can only clean your house so much, you can only do so many video games, you can only watch so many TV shows before like things get really, really <laughs> monotonous, right? Yeah, and I think that kind of stuff's definitely been helping me with the whole, you know, having to forcefully social distance for the most part all the time. Yeah, and it's really weird. Like my job recently just shut down the building that I was working in. So I am permanently working home at this point, um, unless I change positions or move to another state where we're headquartered, which good and bad, right? The the good is that, you know, I keep my job and I can work from my house. The bad is that on podcast day, I'm here for like fucking 16 hours in the same chair. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, you might want to start doing the cast standing up then. So. Yeah, sometimes I feel yeah, like it. I mean, there's a reason why we have booms. Um yeah, no, I get where you're coming from. If if I wasn't, if I wasn't, has been a fucking shit year. If I wasn't going <laughs> into the building it Monday through Friday, well, I would have lost. I would have lost my shit by now. Yeah, yeah. Me and Trent only have fur children. Jason has real children. I do, and uh, that's a little bit more difficult to manage than Lola, who yeah. I occasionally have to throw a Kong at her when she gets too unruly. Long. I realistically, if I had to work from home, could I make it work? Yes, but I would constantly have the interruptions of a five-year-old because he cannot stay out of my business. Yeah. Period. Let's say my 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 viewpoint on it is is a lot of people I know who were saddled with having to stay home uh, during the lockdown, and some of them are actually still at home, like in your situation. And I'm and I'm I'm amazed by that because I'm just like shit. I'm I'm partially feel pain for you, but at the same time I'm kind of jealous because yeah, you know, when I was doing the work from home, you're, thing, you're more I, of a hermit I, than I am. Well, well I no, no, we I lived together, my, and there were like whole days. Yeah. There's like two or three days where I didn't see you, and I felt like I had to knock on your door to make sure you're alive. Well no, well, no, it's it's not even that. No, it's not so much that I don't do that anymore. It's more about having like when I when I was at home for that first two weeks and everything was shut down. Um, I would split my day between like four hours of <clears throat> of working on website stuff and gallery stuff, and then I'd go and work on a house project. So I'd be outside with you know, uh, with my air compressor and fucking nail guns and shit and hammers, being all manly and everything. And I come back and take a shower and be done for the day. And I and I really enjoyed that mixture for that first two weeks, where I was like, holy shit, I'm getting so much stuff done. You know, yes. When I would go into the gallery, I sit there for like nine hours. And other than doing some logistics stuff, you know, I'm at my desk working on crap, and it starts to kind of get droney. I can't just stand up and go walk over and and start putting siding up on a barn, you know. And and I kind of really enjoyed that flow of working at the desk and going off and doing this, and I'm done for the day. So it gave me a chance to kind of get away, and I actually got a but, lot of stuff done. But I you got have. A lot of cleaning. But you work for a small business and you have a little bit more flexibility in what you do. For me, I'm yeah. on a schedule with scheduled 
a scheduled lunch, you know, basic or yeah. mostly scheduled lunch, right? Like I have yeah. meetings that happen at certain times of the day, and I'm expected to be there from nine to six every single day, no matter, you know. Oh no, I'm not talking about you so, do this. But like, but I'm, <laughs> I'm saying, like, I never got. I'm, yeah. I never ended up getting the extra. The extra time I got was just the drive back and forth. So yeah. for me, yeah. like, I really haven't gotten that much more done at the house by working from home because I don't have a job where it's like, okay, put in eight hours today, however you want. If I had like put in eight hours today, however you want, like that would be, that'd be amazing. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, I wasn't talking about you because you work for the man. I do work for the man, <laughs> and, and I work for the man. You work for which a is man. totally different. I work for a man, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and and so I mean, I, I'm given a lot of liberty and flexibility and autonomy. Indeed, yes, I am. But also, there there is schedule stuff I got to get done as well. But other than that, I mean, yeah, I get to to be very flexible about stuff. Um, and so, yeah, that's where it's like I feel your pain in that you are at home, yet you don't have that freedom, yet at the same time I'm jealous because you are at home, and if I was home, I would have that freedom. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so it, it makes me – it's like I, I'm jealous and I feel bad for you. But I, I feel bad for these people, but there's there's some that can't even work from home, per se. They're just at home because they're not open back up, and so – they're they're doing what they can. They're you know doing projects around the house. And I'm like, oh that's great. Yeah, you know they keep posting pictures of shit and all that. I'm like, oh that's cool. You know I'm getting tired of seeing this this art deco collage shit you're doing on your wall that serves no purpose other than just to kill the the, the asinine nature of your existence throughout the fucking day. But you know at least you're doing something rather than sitting there Netflixing. So, right. Yeah. Dude. So kind of flipping the switch a little bit i'm gonna jump over to jason for a second did you end up getting to play much well speaking of which first let me start off with last weekend i watched warrior nun on netflix (laughs) that is actually a good show what is it warrior nun oh i've heard of it but i i have not watched it yeah it's based off of a uh canadian comic and it's actually pretty damn good. You lost me at Canadian. Right? I don't know. I mean, Letterkenny's Canadian. <laughs> I'm, 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 I know. I'm joking. I like. Hey, I like Canadian shit. Trailer Park Boys, Letterkenny. Uh, was it? Uh, oh god, there's that one show that was uh, Corner Gas that nobody likes here in America, but I actually found. I mean, it kind Canadians of have some great things, except Nickelback's Canadian, though, wouldn't he? Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, they are. Oh, there's there's a lot of Canadian but, people out there. Like G- Eugene Levy was Canadian. Yeah, and he, I like Devin Townsend. Anymore. He's Canadian. And, yeah, Shit's Creek was pretty uh, good too. Shit's Creek wasn't. Wait, wait, Brian Adams was Canadian. Yeah. Actually, let me pull up this list. Actually, uh, Canadian celebrities. Captain Kirk. Uh, J- or Shatner. Bill Shatner is Canadian. Yeah, he's Canadian. Oh wait, oh oh, here we go. Ryan Reynolds. I didn't realize he was Canadian. Yeah. These, these two. Okay, that's pro. Okay, so so Ryan Reynolds is a, is a pro. He he's he, he's pro. a con would be Justin Bieber and Drake are both Canadian. Celine Dion, I'll give that a pro. I would because I don't have a problem with her. Ryan Gosling, that's like two points right there on the pro side because it's Ryan fucking Gosling. Come on. Um, the Rachel uh, Rachel McAdams, Jim Carrey, Seth Rogen. Avril Lavigne. I kind of give that a con. Yeah, Sandra O. Oh. I don't know. 
I can't think picture that person. She was she was on Grey's Anatomy. Mike Myers. Okay. Uh, here's a good one. Keanu Reeves. Hey, we all like Keanu. That, that actually makes sense. Uh, Pamela Anderson. <laughs> Ellen Page. Is that a pro or a con? I'm kind of. No, I'm thinking that's pro. I think it's a pro. That I mean, leans more towards pro than it does con. She's been in some good it's, games. No, no, she's been in some good stuff. It's just more them as a person. Oh, I don't, she I don't care pisses, about that. She kind of pisses me off sometimes. Michael Buble. Yeah, that's a con. That <laughs> fucking Sinatra uh, knockoff is what he is. All right. All right, William Shatner, we know what that is. <laughs> Mike Bubble. That's his name, Mike Bubble. It's like, what are you, I'm going to go see Mike Bubble. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael Sarah. <laughs> are you in a mixed bag? Okay, Alanis Morissette. Yeah, that's a con. Right, here, here's a pro. Here's a pro. Will Arnett. That is a pro. That is a pro. Hayden Christensen. That that kind of it, it used to be a con. Now it's kind of a pro. Then it went back to a con. Then a pro. Back and forth. Uh, he's a Matthew mixed bag. Perry. Yeah, I I respect. I Matthew like Matthew Perry. Perry. I mean, yeah. he was the voice. Do you know that he yeah, played he, so much yeah. Fallout that like yeah. <laughs> he gained yeah. like thirty pounds. Yeah, Fallout New, yeah, Fallout New Vegas is where they Well, I mean, he was new, uh... he was the voice of Benny in, in New Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jason Priestley. I can't picture him. Country singer. Okay. Uh, no, no, no. Nine hundred two one zero. Jason Priestley. Oh, that priest. Oh, okay. I still can't picture him. Yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. Well, let's see here. Uh, Anyone nine hundred two one zero is a con. Oh wait, Dwayne Jackson, The Rock. Uh, Dwayne Johnson, yeah. sorry. Yeah, that's always a pro. Donald Sutherland, that's a pro for me. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that. Kiefer Sutherland. Obviously, yeah, pro. Yeah. Me and Jason Dan over here Aykroyd. addicted to fucking 24. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Dan Aykroyd is a pro, even with his crazy alien conspiracy. Neil Young. Man, have you ever listened to Dan Aykroyd's alien shit? That's what I just said with his crazy no, alien No, I'm just like... <laughs> I was I listened to all sorts of weird podcasts, and he was a guest on one. And just yeah. hearing him go off the deep end, you're just like, "Oh my god!" Oh, like, that's crazy. Is, I know. I know. Like he's really went down the rabbit hole. Like perfect no, person he, to be he, messing around with Ghostbusters, but yeah, holy no, shit. he is he is Ray Stance from he, Ghostbusters. Well, I mean, that's the thing. He, he just Ray played Stance. himself. Uh, yeah, uh, basically, no, that is that's the truth. It is he, him. So. He actually based a lot of the original script for that. Oh, yeah, on, it's on real shit. On a lot of the stuff that his family had, quote, researched. Yeah, yeah, his whole family is into that whole thing, and he based a lot of the stuff off of the craft that comes from the occult uh, that, that they had, you know, that he had learned growing up and shit. That, not learned as in he practiced, but learned about. So, uh, uh, what was it, uh, Brian Adams? Yeah, you already said him. Yeah, yeah uh, Deadmau. That's a uh, Tommy, Tommy bag. Chong, Carrie Ann Moss, Phil Hartman. That's a pro. I agree with that. Corey Haim. Mixed bag. Yeah, that's a mixed bag. And, uh, Tom Green is a, is a, I, I, I don't More yeah, con than yeah. pro for that's sure. That's con. Yeah. Like, he was annoying as fuck. Yeah, Elon Musk is a pro. I agree with that. That's like the top of the list for me is Elon Musk. So that's all I'm going to go through. There's a lot of others, but it's, it's nobody anybody would know. So... <laughs> Fair. So, so there, there's there's some decent shit out of Canada, yeah. but it all moved, but but it all moved here. 
Right. That's the thing. <laughs> they came from Canada. Was he, I thought Eugene Levy was from Canada. I didn't mention him on that list. You're going to have to find See, out. Yeah, I don't remember exactly, but... I, I'm looking. So, aside from watching Warrior Nun, um, I played more Dark... Yeah, he's Canadian. I played more Darksiders Genesis. Okay. Um, How is that? It is that it is good. It is it is really entertaining. I likened right. it last week, and I still kind of do to a to a mix between a Ruiner and and a Dungeon Crawl. Yeah, it's kind of like it looks to me like Diablo meets Ruiner, like some twix, twin stick shooter, but a lot more RPG. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so. I'm really enjoying that. And uh, yesterday and today, uh, before I came over, played a little bit of the new Battletoads. Okay. What's <laughs> what's that like? Extremely entertaining. Is it hard or is it easy? Uh, you can go from mediocrely easy to insanely hard. Yeah, because the original Battletoads game is like fucking impossible. Yeah. So basically, I can go yeah. from six-year-old level to what we played when we were kids. So just that there's a whole difficulty slider is what you're yes. saying. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, but is it still like a like the same kind of game play where it's like, remember like Teenage Mutant so Ninja Turtles? It's where it's a like mix a... of platforms. Okay. So like you have the original style gameplay where it's the, the 2D side-scrolling uh, puncher. That it was, right? But it's got some platforming levels, uh, like Metroidvania platforming levels. Um, and then, uh, of course, you know, you have race levels like you did in the original. I gotcha. Et cetera. So uh, it's just a whole lot of nostalgia enjoyment, but it's also a nostalgia enjoyment that my kids enjoy now, too. Is it so it's couch co-op? Yes. How many people can play at a time? All three toads. Ah, that's, nice. that's probably good for you and the kids. Yeah. And I'm sure, I mean, it's violent, but it's cartoon violent. So Exactly. Um, and, uh, of course, uh, they uh, they took the opportunity with uh, games the way they are now to uh, script in uh, some not overtly crude humor, but crude enough that I get it and the kids don't. And so they're taking like the Pixar approach. Yes, I gotcha. Yeah. Is how far do you think you've gotten in it so far? Uh, only a couple of levels. That's fair enough. Only a couple of levels. Did you end up picking up anything else off Game Pass or? No, I mean I've downloaded a bunch, but I haven't really gotten into anything specific, so I won't talk about it. I know Trent. I've been. I'll talk about one thing that I've. Trent, have you ever played Seven Days to Die? Yes. So they're on Alpha 19 stable now. I say that because if you, I follow them pretty religiously. And I've been playing the experimental build, and they finally released the stable build. And out of all the early release or early access games, this is the only one that kind of reinvents itself every time they do a big patch. To, but it's a very playable game. So just like I was saying before, man, like I've put you know, hundreds of hours into this game over the last seven years. And I probably put about a hundred every single year into this game. Um, but lately, like I just can't get enough of it. It's one of the best survival games out there right now. And the crafting system works really well. 
And it's essentially just a crafting game with tower defense, and it's just fun. But I've been digging into that and then trying to distract myself with something that a lot of people haven't played. So there's a Souls-like that's out right now called Mortal Shell. And I had some uh, Epic Game Bucks, because it's only on Epic, uh, 10 bucks, and the game's only twenty nine ninety nine. But Mortal Shell, and you'll like this too, Trent, is only about a six gig download. Um, but yeah, it, I've been I've been looking at Mortal. I was paying attention to it when they were teasing it, and I I wanted to play it, but this last week I had to make my equity loan payment, so it's either get Game Pass or get Mortal Shell. I chose Game Pass. I feel you. So, yeah. yeah, they uh, so Mortal Shell plays out kind of like Dark Souls. I think it's slightly more accessible. Um, essentially what it is, is you're not leveling up yourself, you're leveling up your shell. So you're like a ghost dude, right? And then you walk over to this husk of a, like a, a suit of armor, essentially, right? That's like a dead dude. You put your hands on its face and then you inhibit or inhabit that, that shell. And that shell is what levels up. Um, okay. I still haven't figured out all the systems, um, but it does some things better than Dark Souls and some things that are a little bit harder for me to wrap my head around. So in Dark mm -hmm. Souls, you'd get items and you wouldn't know what the fuck they were, right? Until you'd used them multiple times and you kind of figured out what they did, right? You'd get this coin, you wonder what does the coin do, right? Then you figured out yeah, the well, coins but, but, like but, did yeah. luck and all this other stuff, right? Yeah, they, they had a few, like the starter items. Some of them were like that, or you find like a dung pile. You don't know what the fuck a dung pile is until you just start experimenting, and then you give it to birds, and they poop out good stuff. So, yeah, there were things like that. So the way yeah. that it kind of helps you with that kind of stuff is you have all those weird items like that, right? And they mm -hmm. have a certain amount of knowledge that you have with those items, and you get that by using them. So it encourages you to just experiment, and then gradually the flavor text fills in, and also the effectiveness of the item fills in. So I found the health item, and I won't say what it is, but like, so the health item you pick up pretty early in the game, you don't know what it is. When you first use it, it gives you like 30 health over 30 seconds, right? And I've got like 300 health, so it's not a lot, but it's something. Um, yeah. As I use it, I become more familiar, and the effectiveness increases. So right now, it's almost immediate on its use, and it restores more health. Um, there's these like poison items that as you use them initially, they poison you and make you lose health. And after you get familiar with the poison items, it it actually turns into poison resistance. So, and then the flavor text starts to fill in as to what it's doing, and then eventually you turn poison resist when you use one of these items. Um, it doesn't have souls per se. You get tar, which is essentially souls, and then you go pick up your tar when you die, just like souls, right? But it has no block. So, it does a parry, and it does something called harden. And what Harden is, is you kind of can turn into stone at any point, and that ability recharges over about a second or so. Um, and different shells have different um, stats that, that can change how fast you can harden, essentially. So one of the cool things is, is instead of blocking, you just, like, run and jump and then hit the Harden button, and you basically freeze mid-frame in this overhead sweep in the middle of the air, and then whatever it is hits you, and then the Harden effect falls, you get a hit from the momentum and then the hit from the slash that you just did. And then you can roll away or whatever, right, and get out of the way. The parry mechanic um, charges up something called resolve, and so every time you parry, you end up getting a little bit of resolve until you get, you know, a full bar, and that resolve is what you use for special attacks. So I've got this sword that I found this spike for, so it looks like a claymore, 
And when I use my resolve, he like does this big overhand slash. He pops the spike out of the bottom of the hill and hits him with a spike. And it does pretty, pretty insane amount of damage, like 400% damage or whatever, right? Um, kills most enemies with one hit, um, does decent damage to bosses. So kind of the idea is to get used to the parry window, which is not as bad as Sekiro. I want to say that right off the bat, but not as easy as, um, let me see, what's what's the most recent game, the samurai game that just, Ghost of Tsushima. I felt like yeah, the parry on that was actually pretty yeah. easy. So the parry window is a little bit harder than that, but not nearly as hard as Sekiro. And I've been able to get a decent rhythm and just playing with the normal enemies, kind of figuring out what the timing is for it so that I can get good at it. But you don't get any heals throughout the entire game. The only heals you get are from consumable items. There's no Estus Flasks or anything like that. Um, there's no, like, maxing out your stamina or maxing out your health. Uh, all that stuff is kind of static based on the shell that you have. So you have certain shells that are kind of like for bot learning bosses. So there's one shell that has low stamina but a ridiculous health pool. You have certain shells that are really good for building resolve, which is one of the ones that I use most of the time. And then one that's kind of like an all-arounder. And then they all unlock special attacks and special ways that it affects your abilities based on how you level up. Um, it's a smaller game than Dark Souls. So you go into the world of Fulgrim, which is this uh, swampy area that you start off in. And you get glimpses of things. So you'll go into this like artifact that's like a, it looks like a stone pyre or something like that, right? You you use it, and then it gives you a glimpse in the level of where something is, and it'll give you, like, three different, like, slow shots of, like, landmarks, essentially. And it'll be like, this is where the shell is at, or this is where this boss is at, or whatever. And it kind of encourages you to use the landmarks to kind of drive yourself around the level to kind of start exploring stuff. Um, I have to be in kind of a certain mood for these kinds of games, though this one's been pretty engaging. So I've gotten past the first boss. Uh, I can't remember what he's called. Grimdorf or something like that. I don't know. He's like a werewolf-looking son of a bitch. Grimdorf! Um, but yeah, I, I felt pretty decent with it. Like I said, you can't sword and board. I think both me and you, Trent, both played heavy melee characters in, in Souls, where it was less about yeah. the dodge roll and more about getting that block up so high that you could block it's, any it's kind all of hit. About, yeah, it's all about being a tank. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, And that's kind of how I like to play Souls, but you can kind of play this that way. You can kind of brute force your way. So that first boss, I literally was just getting all the way back and avoiding most of his attacks and then just running and doing a jumping attack and hard yeah. mid-attack. And then he'd hit me, and then I'd hit him, and then I'd roll back out of the way. And your stamina recharges while you're hardened, which is another thing. Yeah. So pretty interesting. Well, it looks really fucking good, too. Yeah. Yeah, I saw the stuff. It looked pretty good. And with with Dark Souls, the way I always approached it was for the first one or two playthroughs. For the first two playthroughs, I'd usually go tank, and then by the third New Game Plus, I would drop everything and go lightweight, so that I could actually dodge and shit as I focused on um, uh, building up like. I'd always do tame, i try and build up a little bit of intelligence and magic ability so I could kind of switch it between stuff. So, and like my, my Dark kind of... Souls... Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, my Dark Souls 3 character on Switch right now, I think it is. No, sorry, I'm sorry, my, my Dark Souls character, not Dark Souls 3, but my Dark Souls remastered character on Switch right now, I've played through that so many times. I don't remember what fucking level I am, but I'm pretty much... I can beat the shit out of everything with melee, magic, lo uh, long range, or just what whatever class you want to call it. I can do it all, and that's kind of what I prefer. 
with Dark Souls is just getting to the point where I am everything. <laughs> so the weird thing about Mortal Shell is that you're not, like I said, you're leveling up the shell, and it starts with a, yeah. and it never levels up a certain amount of stamina or health. Like, it's a fixed amount that you get with each shell. Yeah. What you're leveling up are the abilities of the shell, so you never have to build up this for the stamina. They're basically just yeah. giving you, like, three or four preset, or I think it's four or five preset builds to play the game with. And so, like, when I started, I've got all, I've got three of the four. I don't know if there's a fifth one, but I've got three of the four right now. And I made a point when I started to, I found, like, the starting uh, bonfire, let's just call it that, right? There's a spot that has these coffins, and you click on the coffin, and it gives you a glimpse of where the shells are at. So I found where the shells were at, and that helped me with finding out, getting some of these early so that I could start to experiment and play with what I want to play. But, you like my pussy? I uh, see your see your kitty there. Yeah. Though, Look at how fat this guy is. Uh, moving along a little bit, though, Trent, you haven't played <laughs> a whole hell of a lot else, right? <laughs> like, what have I been playing right now? Yeah. Just, just, yeah, just mainly uh, screwing around with stuff, out of worlds. I, I, like I said, I kicked back open Wolfenstein 2 just because I felt like playing it one evening. Uh, I did intend on doing wasteland 3 since it's on game pass ultimate for pc i plan on grabbing that and playing I'm it at some point totally playing that but it doesn't come out for yeah. like a week or so yeah and then uh bart's tell 4 is another reason i got game pass because i i wanted to play that when it came out but i i didn't get the chance and i saw it was on there so um i wanted to jump on there and <clears throat> get a chance to play that once i've got like an actual vacation time where i could invest some time into it and um I'm trying to think what else there really I can't I can't remember if there was really anything else that I had been playing or toying with. That's okay. No, no, not really. Not really. Why don't we take a quick break and then we'll be back. Does that sound good? Yep. Alright, we'll be that back. Sounds sounds yummy. And we're back. Uh, we had to get some stuff out of our system, so we've had a pretty long break. But, hey, it was good. That it's was been a while circle. since we've been able to talk about some of the crap we talked about. So, yeah. and honestly, I, I, I've, I've just, never done that digitally before, but as soon as Jason started climaxing, I just I couldn't help it. I just <laughs> <laughs> Well, so. my computer is all messy now. It's horrible. <laughs> Like, the real reason that I do this is to have people over to talk about stuff, right? Like, the video game's like a side effect thing, so if people wonder why I've been doing this for so long, um, it's because I like to get together with people and have an excuse to have some kind of conversation, so um, that's the real reason we do it. It's not for you all, I'm just going to be honest. So, <laughs> we, we, do it, we do it because this is our own outlet, both yeah. digitally and then just conversations you don't hear it break or before we start recording yeah but all that aside um i do have a game that i do want to talk about for just a second so i got an early copy of mr prepper <clears throat> prologue and let me explain what this game is so basically you're a dude in americaville 
who is trying to escape Merrickville, and he is your classic prepper taken to the extreme to an arcade degree. What you're doing is you are salvaging things inside your house and out of the woods to create a bunker so you can sustain living. And then you randomly get visits by the government to check to see what your suspicion level is so that they can imprison you again. Essentially, the game starts off with you trying to escape in your car. They take away your car. And then you have to uh, say, bless the president. You have to have like all this propaganda around your house. And then secretly, you're building your bunker in, in the basement. Uh, it's made by a Russian developer, which I'm sure where a lot of the tongue-in-cheek stuff comes from. Um, all that aside, though, the prologue gives a decent idea of what's going on. The biggest thing, like the basic game loop is it has like the food meter, the water meter, the tired meter, right? And it's what it's wanting you to do is complete as much stuff within that time frame using your resources to create a more sustainable environment. They've got this cool system of stacking things. So instead of putting stuff in cupboards, like you stack items on shelves, which looks very prepper-like, um, but you continue to like create systems to self-sustain. Um, and then still pass your inspection by covering up things within your house. Um, the prologue is going to give you a decent idea. Um, looking through a lot of the notes and looking through some of the emails that I've been getting from the developer, essentially what they're going to do is give you a way to get in a rocket and blast out of your bunker. Like that's the end game is essentially to get enough materials and resources to sustain yourself while you build a rocket to escape Merrickville. But <laughs> it's a real tongue-in-cheek game. I think that no matter where you are, Politically, in any sense, I think it's hilarious um, and would be funny to most people. I think it's uh, it just takes itself not serious at all, especially with the current situation, right? It, like it, it fits enough, but not to the point of like Division Two feeling a little too real. So I think if when it does come out, you got to give it a try. And the prologue will be free anyway. It comes out here next week. Um, by the time I I'm post sold. this, it'll be out. Yeah, it comes out like on the twenty sixth or the twenty eighth for the prologue, which is free. And then the real game will come out like a month or so later. So if you're curious. What, uh, what, what, what platform? Is that PC? It's, it's PC only. It's on Steam. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah, I'll have to get that a go. That sounds fun. Yeah, it's pretty cool. One thing that me and Trent forgot to talk about is me and Trent both beat Coast of Tsushima. And me and him, he had kind of told me like, hey, you need to put some time into it. In fact, we were going to do a podcast. And Trent was like, well, I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima. Do you really need me on there? And I was like, no, not really. He's like, all right, well, I'm going to go play Ghost of Tsushima. So <laughs> you beat it, I think, before I did, because I just beat it this week, and you beat yeah. it a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, how about how long did it take you to beat it? Excuse me. You know, at the time that I beat it, I calculated that, and it's been about two weeks, and that number has flown out the door. I think it was, ah, shit, man. I would I, say I, it took I know... me about 30-plus hours. I got everything. Um, I got almost like all everything. The, yeah, I, I think I got, I think I did get everything, like all the shrines, all the outfit stuff, all that crap. And, and I think maybe it took me about 40 hours to do all that stuff. And, and yeah, yeah, it's probably about, about 35, 40 hours. I will say that it'll let you, when you finish the main story, if you still had some things outstanding, I don't know about the side quest because I completed all of those before the main quest was finished. But like mm. all the random side business, I think it is totally playable after you beat the game. Yeah. Um, so there is a way to finish that if you're a completionist. I think the main ebb and flow of the game at sometimes is a little bit of a slog. Like I'm going to talk about the things I don't like for just a second. Um, overall, like I really do like it, but I'm just like the minor thing. The things that I think would have made it better is just some of the pacing. Like some of the side quests didn't feel as essential as they needed to. 
um, and felt a little bit grindy. Um, like the way that you've got these allies that you're kind of messing with and they all have their own series of quests that kind of lead to one bigger quest, but the payoff never felt like it was worth the amount of time I invested in each one of those side quest chains. Um, I felt like the the combat was a little bit easy, um, more than I would like, to where it got to a point where I maxed my stuff out before I got out of Chapter 2. For There's like one unlock that happens after ch Chapter 2 that I didn't have, but prior to that, I literally had every single box ticked. I had done every single encounter, right? Like every time I'd come across a, uh, a Mongol party in, in the wilderness, like I would do the standoff, get a little bit of XP, free the prisoner, and then move on with my day. But every single time I got an opportunity to stand off, I just did it, right? And it keeps mm -hmm. ticking all those boxes and keeping you going. And while that's cool, like it was less substance than I wanted it to be. Now, on the things that I really liked, aside from the graphics, like the graphics are fucking amazing. Um, like I said, the sword play is a little bit easy, but like you get to a point where it's it's still fun. It's just you're kind of doing the same thing over and over again. Um, but the main story felt fairly solid. Um, I like that they didn't use a young anime boy to be the main protagonist. They used somebody who was about my age, right? Somebody in their mid to late thirties, approximately, right? Not a, not an incredibly attractive man who doesn't have an incredibly attractive like love interest. Like it felt a little bit more real. And I kind of like that. There were a lot of points where I've seen the comparisons. It feels kind of like Samurai Red Dead Redemption. And I feel like that's a pretty apt comparison. I think Red Dead Redemption had stronger writing by a long shot. But um, it kind of has that same feel with the world itself. Um, but overall, like, highly recommend. Like, I had a ton of fun with it. It just it got to a point where I was slogging through all the side stuff when I realized I should have been doing the main stuff. And I got so distracted that I was literally paying no attention to some of the side quests. I was just doing them to get the thing done while I'm sitting there listening to a podcast. And, and the kind of podcast game I want to play is something like a seven days to die, which literally has the, the, the world as a story, right? Like there's not, it's all environmental storytelling. So you don't have to pay attention to dialogue trees and things like that. Um, you know, it's an endless game, right? So in my opinion though, like if we were to give it, you know, like it's a, it's a very strong four out of five game, maybe slightly higher, but in my book, it's a very strong four out of five. Uh, what's your thoughts on it, Trent? Um, ultimately, I I enjoyed the hell out of the game. I thought it was great, but <clears throat> for for me, it was one of those things where I'm I'm a big um, Kurosawa fan, and uh, oh, they yeah, uh, they have Samurai. the mood. Yeah, yeah, it's like I, I love I love samurai films. The the older the better because they're just fantastic and they're great. And a lot of moments in the game were very like it's it's not an upbeat game no it's pretty you know it's pretty sad not yeah even, totally dark, even the side sad. quests no but even the side quests were very very rarely did they end with a happy note and that kind of i really enjoyed that because going into the whole feudal system of of japan during that time and the historically i mean pretty much the game actually is largely historically accurate to its setup as for what happens after the prologue is totally different um like like um the mongols did invade but it was a uh, um tsunami took them out and 
yeah, so the, the the mongrel showed up, and it was actually a tsunami that wiped him out in uh, off the off the coast. And uh, Tsushima actually is a real place where the mongrels did first try to invade. They wanted to take the island right off the coast of China because uh, China was actually that little peninsula that comes down was called the uh, the dagger point at the at the heart of Japan, and yeah. went right into Tsushima, and that's where they went, and they got taken out by the fucking uh, tsunami. And then when they came back years later, it happened again. <laughs> Another fucking tsunami took him out. So it's that thing where they're just like, well, fuck, you know. But everything after that is totally fictional, and I enjoyed it, and I thought it was great, and I liked how it was this this class clash between the uh, between the the samurai code, which is kind of going, and, and samurai changed a lot throughout the different periods of Japan. Um, yeah, because you're always one, bouncing back and forth between should I be fighting with yeah. honor and not fighting with honor. Well, and that also goes into like the difference between a ninja and a samurai. Ninjas were like like uh, samurai were you could call them military if you want to go that way. While uh, ninjas were more of like hired mercenary that would go out and perform assassinations and do shitty crap for people. So you're kind of bouncing between. Like, when I first started the game, I didn't know if I was supposed to make that choice, if I was supposed to be more honorable or be more stealthy. Cause it it, it just would kinda, have been an interesting, like, thing if they had played on that dichotomy a little bit more. Like, do you want to be the yeah. dishonorable samurai, or do you want to go yeah. full samurai? And they never really... Just, it, if it, you're it, playing it, you it can play... You. It pushes you to play both ways and just do it. Yeah. Well, ultimately, it pushes you to be dirty, Ultimately, because that's kind of the whole conflict in the game is you you uh, going against the the um, uh, the the samurai code or uh, what was it actually it's Bushido. Sorry, going against the Bushido code, and and uh, I found it interesting. It was super fun. I liked the combat system. Yeah, there were points where it was kind of easy. I did enjoy the final boss fight. That actually had some teeth to it. And it was kind of fun to do because you it had was, to stay that was your at, toes. At that point was the only point that I'd felt challenged, challenged for about yeah. 10 hours. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I really at that point, I was so like comfortable it. with the, you know, the sword play that I wasn't, yeah. it wasn't so, like I beat it first round. I didn't die. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Same. Yeah. And I, I love the actual, the, the one thing that I really enjoyed was when you actually got to go in and do a duel with someone. And one, the settings are gorgeous, you know. You go into this nice circular area. It could be out in the fucking water. It could be underneath a bunch of blossom trees. It could be anywhere. One oh, of them yeah, all the, the like different really duels cool. that you do across the island. Yeah. Those are yeah, cool. Yeah, you're fighting, you're fighting other samurai and shit, and it's so cool the way they do the whole fucking Karasawa intro where they do like the long wide angle where it's got you you on one end and the person on the other, and uh, they're getting all into their stance and shit and showing your you know side of the face and then the side of the, you know, down by the feet, and then it just shows you pull your 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 sheath up and you just pop you just pop it's the like sword his, out with his your thumb, thumb his, yeah boom <laughs> and it's just like ready to go and I love that shit and then it just goes right into the combat and everybody kind of has their own strategy that you're going against they have their own move sets and stuff of what they're going to do and they're all kind of redundant though in what you're looking for you're looking for a chance to perform a perfect parry or just then there's unblockable ones you just got to get the fuck out of the way of and maybe try and follow up with a counter. But they could get kind of challenging at times, and that was actually some of the more challenging and fun parts was learning everybody's attack styles and learning how to, to, to take them down. And it could get brutal. Like, it can get pretty damn brutal yeah, when you're fighting them. There was a few times where I had some difficulty with some of the, the duels, that, but, I, you know, yeah. you eventually kind of get used to 
you know, dodge when red and yeah. like get that perfect dodge down for red. And then anytime there was blue, yeah. like I had maxed out that sword stance or stone stance yeah. so that I could parry the blue attack, you know? Yeah. And I, I did enjoy the stance between like moon, wind and stone and all that in the water. Well, that, that was cool where you could change that basically when you select between those for those who haven't played it, it changes how you hold yourself as well as the sword and it changes what your attacks are. And, uh, of course, like, you know, one stance is better against samurai while another one's better against people with shields and then another one's better against people with lances and it changes what you can do between just straight sword play uh maybe using the hilts of your samurai sword to hit them or actually kicking them it can go back and forth depending on what stance you're in and so it makes it easier to deal with people like when you're fighting somebody with a shield you can get through their shield faster and kick them and actually send them flying back it kind and of then felt you can take to me like combat wise it felt a lot like assassin's creed brotherhood like that yeah the, the entire time i played it i felt like it was like assassin's creed in japan yeah 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 you know, and it's, it, it that's that. and it was that i i felt like it was a very high quality game like i yeah there's not a, a lot that i would change with it but like it no. was nimp had said on this show a few weeks ago it was the game it was the lark that he didn't know that he wanted right and i completely <laughs> understand that like i I'd been looking forward to it, and then I was like, you know what? I kind of want to pick that up. And I picked yeah. it up, and I was like, I'm not disappointed at all, right? Like, this yeah. is a to really honest, good game. Well, there there were two samurai-oriented games that came out. Uh, there was uh, uh, Sekiro, and then you know, Shadows Die Twice, and then this one. And honestly, I actually enjoyed this one more, which is hard for me to say, because I'm a huge From Software fan. Well, yeah, me and you are big series. Miyazaki yeah. fans. I mean, Dark yeah, Souls yeah. is kind of what sold yeah. this cast. It's like if if you could see my office, not over here, but over here, <laughs> uh, my bookshelf. I've got like this giant Ornstein statue and a nice Solaire and all this shit. And then out in my living room, I have a giant life size Artorias the Abyss Walker bust <laughs> that just came in that I posted on social media. So I'm a huge Dark Souls fan. I love fucking Souls and Bloodborne and Sekiro was not bad. It's just. The it timing window, if you had, yeah, but you had any input lag, like it was almost impossible to yeah. hit that fucking barrier. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a pain in the ass. But Ghost of Tsushima came in because I was really in the mood for a samurai game, and Ghost of Tsushima visually and gameplay wise hit every note that I wanted as a fan of the genre and as a fan of games like that. It hit every note. My only real complaint was that one, there's no new game plus right out the gate. Um, they'll probably bring that in. I know they increase the difficulty now, so there's an actual difficulty setting where where the cuts are a lot more realistic, where you can go down with one hit, uh, but you can also take enemies down faster, but it's just a very dangerous one. I think they even have a... Do they have... Now, I, I don't remember if they have a one-life mode. No, but there's they, also a new weird multiplayer mode that's coming out here soon. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that, yeah. Problem yeah. is, they don't have anybody to play it with. Yeah, I'll fuck. Do you have it on Xbox or are you on? No, it's uh, only on PS4. Oh yeah, sorry, PS4. So yeah, no, yeah, I'll play it with you on fucking PS4. I don't give a shit, dude. I think it comes I'll out in a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll play it with you. Uh, I really want them to do a new game plus mode so I can run back through the story since yeah, all my shit's maxed out now. Like every single skill, every single weapon is all maxed. I would love to go back through I, the game. Being maxed out, it. I would play it on the hardest difficulty with everything yeah. maxed out because that it wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't yeah, getting no, touched what, by anybody. Like do, the yeah. last, like I said, the last ten hours, I was I wouldn't get touched by anybody. I just started using my yeah. resolve for everything because yeah, I knew I was going to gain yeah. it back in like three kills. 
Well, see, I want to do New Game Plus with all my shit already maxed out and do it New Game Plus with the uh, difficulty set to that hardcore mode they put out where it's a lot more realistic in the damage you take and receive so that, you know, you can easily die with like one or two hits, you're down. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm interested in doing that. So hopefully they'll get around to New Game Plus. I, I am interested to see the future of that franchise. As far as I know, it did pretty well. It yeah. was well received. The only criticism I heard was some article that I read that got way too political for me with bitching about Japanese history. And I'm like, you guys are talking about Japan outside of the Edo period when they were going into this kind of war machine aspect, which was actually the last two, three hundred years. But you're bitching about that political phase of their of their existence about a game that was set eight or nine hundred years before that why are you you know they're they're trying to bash on the samurai code the bushido code and trying to and i was just like yeah this is stupid i, I don't know why you're even writing well, i mean I, you, know, this, you know yeah it, it's it, game, it was, it was game journalists wanting to feel more important about themselves it's, it's just like yeah. us. we don't feel important about ourselves because we know that we just talk about video games yeah but it's a thing where if where, where the point they're trying to make is, in my opinion, is is ultimately instantly killed, given the fact that there was 900 years of separation between what they're talking about and when the game takes place. So I'm like, what you're talking about makes no fucking, does not factor into this. And then, and then they said that the game was boring, and I'm like, ah, go fuck yourself. And they said, I think they, I think they tried to say that it was, uh, I, I don't remember in time, it's been about months since I read it, but I, I think they were trying to bash its, its Kurosawa. Yeah, um, I feel for me, like, like I feel like yeah. I have some valid criticisms, but, like, overall, yeah, I haven't yeah, run into did, somebody yeah. that's, I haven't run into a regular gamer who purchased this and said, you know what, that was a really bad game, I <laughs> wasted 60 bucks. Yeah. Like, yeah. mutual friend of ours from Carousel and Picking Up Pixels, John's been, like, yeah. posting screenshots from this game, like, once a week, like, oh, for the last it. month. <laughs> You're right? Yeah, yeah, he like, loves it, man. And we know that he's, you know... This isn't a knock against him, but he's a game snob. We know yeah. that he really yeah. has a love of games and only plays games that he really wants to play, right? Yeah. Nymph from TBGP, like, fucking loves this game. And then you got two people from this cast that fucking love this game. Yeah. Like, I think it's a very solid buy if you want something that's going to kill 40 hours of time. Yeah, um, and also, I, I only ran into, like, one or two glitches, and there weren't even, they didn't even crash the game. It was just funny stuff, like a naked farmer showed up in a cutscene. <laughs> He he loaded before his clothes did. <laughs> that was kind of that funny. Was like, funny. Like a Kindle. Yeah, he was back there. I, I couldn't see his junk, but he was back there with a hoe. <laughs> and he was just butt naked. And then all of a sudden, his fucking outfit appears. I'm like, oh, okay. And then another one was like an entire town. There's a there's a part in the game where you got to prep a town for an invasion. I remember and, that um, Yeah, it's at that temple and stuff. And and the whole town is supposed to go and hide while you're dealing with this shit. And once it was over, the entire townspeople spawned inside the second story of one building and began flowing out of the windows and jumping off the roof. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they landed and they were fine. So it's like, eh, if you guys are fine, man, I don't care. It's, it's kind of stupid to all hide in one place, though. So there's something <laughs> yeah, I'm so going to say that you're probably pretty interested in. Um, Demon Souls is getting a yes. full-fledged remake, and right now um, there is a Korean store that has shown a rating for that. And usually when you start to see ratings from stuff, it means yeah. that the that it's 100% in some type of development. So this yeah. story just broke today on the 21st. Oh, we never even got to the date. 
It's because Rusty's not here and I can't force him to yep. publish the episode. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's 821 today. This story broke today that there was a um, like a rating from a store in South Korea about Demon Souls. And if it's that far behind, it's probably going to hit PS5. It's rumored to be being made by Bluepoint Games that's remaking the game. But if they do anything like this, what they like what they did for Shadow of the Colossus, right? Like, and I can't remember if Blue Point did Shadow of the Colossus or not. If they did, like this is extremely promising, which reminds me, I need to look up and see what they've done. But I think me and you both, Trent, would be extremely interested in replaying Demon Souls because I actually never beat it, but I got pretty far in it. Yeah, and when I was, uh, I didn't watch the, um, I didn't watch the live. Um, the live stream of the, the Bluepoint was the one that stuff. did the they did the remake of Shadow yeah. of the Colossus. So it, yeah, yeah. They, well, well, they did the Uncharted collection and uh, Gravity Rush and um, I think Metal Gear Solid HD collection and stuff like that. So they're they're known for bringing they're shit the ones, over. To, you know, yeah, that actually makes me very excited because they haven't done anything yeah. wrong yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, but what happened was, is uh, the weekend after the live stream, I sat in my living room on my big TV and I loaded up YouTube and there was like a three hour long video that was showing all the trailers for the games that were that were announced. And so I sat there from all the different developers that announced and I, I watched it. I, I hadn't, I, you know, I, I didn't want to know anything. So I skipped reading anything and I'm watching it. And all of a sudden I see I see this game and I'm like, that looks like Demon Souls. <laughs> I see the large giant knight from the very beginning of the fucking game and a bunch of other shit and i was like oh shit they're remaking demon souls and uh chris was like he's like she's just like what the fuck's that yeah <laughs> and i had to explain to her i said before dark souls there was demon souls which is a much more convoluted and pain in the ass version of dark souls that's that's epic <laughs> because it's so bad well, it's not bad it's just it's so goddamn difficult with yeah, the fucking that's... world tent the world tendencies and all that shit it just makes it such a nightmare but you just you love it at the same time so i saw it and i was super fucking excited and i still am yeah there was that so. trailer that came out a few months ago of it like in 4k and i was just like holy fuck that looks good yeah it looks great it looks so good and blue point doing it right like keep everything the same and just update the graphics i'm 100 percent behind it yeah, yeah, I'm I'm gonna buy that, and hopefully by the time that comes out, I'll have some. Ba- I mean, I've got vacation time. It's just a matter of scheduling it right. So, so yeah. other things that have kind of come out recently. So, Epic ended up getting exclusive PC rights for Hitman Three. So, mm-hmm. when Hitman Three does come out, that's going to end up being an Epic exclusive. I'm not one of those people that's so hardcore Steam that I won't play stuff on Epic. Like I said, I've been playing Mortal Shell. Um, I pick up all the free games they give me. Um, I've got Hades that came out um, from Supergiant. Um, I'm a pretty staunch supporter of Supergiant, even if I don't like one of the games. Um, But, like, I don't understand the hatred about Epic, right? Like, I understand that, you know, they're Fortnite, blah, 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 right? But, like, Steam does need competition. I mean, the Gaben has yeah. made so much goddamn money at this point. Like, and they do cut 30%, you know, the developers get a 30 or 70% cut where Epic's like, what? They get, uh, is they take a 12% cut from Epic? Is that right? It, it, it depends on, um, I know that, I think it was with, yeah, it's with Epic. Because I remember um, when I used to have a developer's account with them. 
the rules for that one is if you develop the game using their uh, engine, yeah, using Unreal, then uh, you could work. There were different plans that you could that you could get that gave you different cuts. And then for the, the developers that didn't use Unreal to come over, I think they get like eighty or I think it might be eighty or nine. I can't remember. They get a better cut, basically. Yeah. Yeah, but I yeah. mean, part of I mean, they're the ones that developed Unreal, right? So that oh, doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. And it's funny, like no, how. But, but, how far that stock's come like Fortnite, love it or hate it i'm not a real big fan of Fortnite. it's just not really my bag but that engine has allowed them to do these other things that i'm a little bit more behind i am a little bit more behind the whole you know giving the developer a bigger cut and things like that the whole exclusivity things and all the goofy things that what's his name tim what's his face that's the head of epic um do on the you know, on the showboating side with the, the different political stunts that they do, or I wouldn't play political stunts or marketing stunts that he does. I don't care about all that. I just like the fact that they do have a fairly curated set of games that they have on there. They give you some free shit from time to time. And then you get some exclusives on there that aren't on steam. And it's honestly not a big deal. The only thing that the Epic store really could do right now that I would like a little bit is some achievements. No, but I, th- I think when it comes down to to some of the hatred with with Epic One, I can I can understand Tim one Sweeney, aspect that's of it, it is. is yeah is is I like my collection to be easily accessible, and it does kind of irk me when I look at something like um, I think it was EA with their Origin platform. Oh, yeah, the fucking where, Origin platform like, is horrible. Like like my my dead space collection on steam is dead space one dead space two but then i have to go and log into ea origin to play dead space three uh with my epic uh collection i know i've got some titles over there so i think with like mass effect i can play mass effect one and two on steam but then i gotta log into fucking ea to play my mass effect three and the shit part about that is that my save file from fucking steam doesn't translate over into mass effect three so I have to fucking basically start from scratch. You know, I got to just pick and choose the, uh, the the options I made. And my character model doesn't transfer over either because of it. So my dude doesn't look, I end up playing the third game. Like one and two, I'll play with my custom character. But then the third one, it looks like the default guy. And so that kind of pisses me off. But it's not something where I'm going to rage against EA or Epic and swear them off and never use them. But I can see where some people who are more sensitive can get really pissed off about it and throw a huge fit. So, so. I want to talk about remasters. There's another remaster that I think all three of us are pretty big into that's rumored to be coming. Oh, yeah. That's rumored oh, to be yeah. announced and released in October, and that is the Mass Effect trilogy. Shepard. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Honestly? I mean, give it to me. I'm, I'm probably going to... Like, I can't like, see myself not Daddy. getting that. I honestly can't see yeah, myself not yeah, getting that. I, I, as long as I don't include Andromeda in it, I'll grab it. <laughs> so, Andromeda's not uh, that bad. I, I grab it even with no, Andromeda, I, I, but I, I'm probably I, the only person here who's played it three times. Well, that's I because put, that was the only game you had for a while. That's true. Wait, wait, wait. Are you talking about Andromeda? Or are you talking yeah, about no, he's beat Andromeda three times. Yeah. See, I, I played Andromeda once, but I put like 70 hours into that shit. I, I, I was just I mad that it through. didn't get to finish the game. Like, it, it left yeah. it open, and you're like, well, what's next? And then nothing, because everything got canceled. Yeah. All right, so yeah. here's so the thing. I, 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 put, I put a lot of time into it. So, hey, I, I enjoyed it. It's not even so much I enjoyed it. I hate played that game 
to the point where I was just like, okay, I've done everything, I'm done. So I think after 70 hours, that's that's almost two work weeks. I can call that game trash. <laughs> I I have a to. in those three playthroughs, I have 190 hours total. That's because you play slow. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's a thing where I enjoyed the essence of what they tried to do. I just didn't give a shit about the characters at all. They, they that, were so that is flat. a failing of the game, yes. Yeah, they're very flat. You don't really care about any of them. Like, for instance, I mean, you know, playing Mass Effect's uh, original trilogy, anytime when you got to the third game, if you finally lost a character because of decisions you made, and it was like, like with Mordren, okay, with Mordren, when I lost him, I actually felt so fucking sad. Yeah, he's, he's one of my favorite character. characters. Yeah, I loved it. I felt the way that I felt when I watched The Land Before Time as a child when I lost Mordred. I was just like, fuck this, that's horrible. And then, like, depending on the ending you chose, if you lost Legion, I felt so, like right over here on my desk, I've got a giant Legion statue from Mass Effect uh, 2 because I, I fucking love Legion. I thought he was such a cool character. I started to say that was me losing Legion. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love Legion. I thought it was great. Same with, like, uh, um, fucking anybody you lost. Tali, uh, fucking anybody. I felt bad because you, you really got to know the characters really well because the writing was so goddamn good. Plus, it's just such an in-depth game. And I read the books. I've read the books. I've read the comics. And I really love the Mass Effect universe. So to see them do Andromeda... It's that thing where I was just kind of like, well, I mean, I would have really liked to, I would have liked it if they did one of two things, okay? Either go back to the Turian Wars when, um, when, uh, war first broke out between the Turians and the humans. That would have been okay to build a story around, or go about 300 years into the future based on the choice you made at the end. That would have become inconsequential at that point. That's 300 years of evolution and rebuilding. That even if you wipe synthetics out, synthetics could make a comeback now, or even if, you know, just whatever you chose to do. Unless you chose to basically wipe out everybody, at which point they'd just be like, no, we're sorry. <laughs> That's not an option. Otherwise, there's no game. So I would have been fine with that. But instead, they did Andromeda, and it just felt like, okay, here's a whole new galaxy to explore. And you pretty much, I, what were there? There were two races? Yeah, my, my well, only gripe really race and the aliens. That's it. My biggest gripe with Andromeda wasn't that it didn't have Shepard. It was just that the game stopped development when it was obvious that they wanted to continue the story, and now they couldn't because it was getting hate fucked so hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's like with it's like with Anthem. Yeah, I never played Anthem. I just watched everybody melt down about it. And uh, what did they do? They retooled the entire fucking game from the ground up to try and save it. After the big flop of Mass Effect Andromeda, and it's still not and, there. Yeah, and I was just like, I was just like, eh, you guys. I mean, I, I I love the fact that you're trying to branch out and go into these other you know vi you know avenues and stuff. But it's a thing where I don't know. I feel it's that thing of I don't want to say you know walk before you you know learn to walk before you run. It's not so much that because Bioware is a big company. They've been around for a long time. I mean, they did like Knights of the Republic. They've done, um, which is a great fucking game, one of the best Star Wars you know RPGs you can get. Jade Empire. Um, yeah, they've done a lot of great games, 
but it's that thing where with Mass Effect, I, I, I mean, I don't, I didn't hate right. fuck Mass Effect three as much as a lot of other people did. Oh, we really did. We played the fuck yeah, out of it. Yeah, I, I believe in the the artistic freedom to tell the story you want to tell, and I just, it's like with Star Wars, with the new Star Wars. Do I love the new Star Wars? No. Do I appreciate the new Star Wars? Yes. Because as a fan who grew up watching the movies, because I'm 41 fucking years old, I grew up with Star Wars. I had Star Wars wallpaper as a fucking child. <laughs> yeah. um, I still appreciate that, hey, at least it's there. It's something I can watch. Rogue One's great. Han, not so much. The last three movies, eh, but, you know, it's kind of fun. The Mandalorian's excellent. The Mandalorian, Mandalorian is, is fantastic. <laughs> that is a fantastic show. And I was so happy my, my boy uh, my boy Lando Calrissian made a comeback and the uh, the last I knew he was going to show up at some point and they brought him in very well. I did I did enjoy him showing up in Get, it. Getting on the uh, horse yeah. for just a second. One of the things that's important for Bioware and I kind of wonder if the re-release of the trilogy is to help give them the financing they need to get through to do Dragon Age. I think they got to nail it on the head with Dragon Age pretty bad. Um, Inquisition was not good. In Inquisition. My I didn't like it. Yeah, so one is fantastic. Two is kind of mediocre. Inquisition isn't is trying too much to appeal to a casual audience while still trying to appeal to a hardcore audience. And it yeah. didn't do the almost turn-based stuff, the, or the kind of like almost Baldur's Gate tactics that you had in the original Dragon Age. It doesn't yep. do that as well as the first one, which means that you just have to play it in arcade mode. And while I like yep. a lot of the characters and I like the way that it set things up, I didn't like the fact that the gameplay itself was a little rote, right? So I hope that the gameplay part of Dragon Age is good while keeping a strong story, because I actually like the story pretty well for three. It's just that, you know, it was so action-packed that it just was, it was too easy, if that makes any for, sense. For for me, it, it comes down to this, and it's it's a you can it's just a hold a button to attack to, essentially, um, and then you do specials yeah. as they recharge, and that was all there was to it. You know? Yeah, for me, it's like Mirror's Edge. Okay, Mirror's Edge was a fantastic game that was cool, simplistic, streamlined. wasn't trying to go really ambitious on anything. It's just like, hey, check this out. What do you think? And it was a super fun fucking game. And when they announced Mirror's Edge two, I was super fucking excited. I pre-ordered the special edition, got the statue, and all that crap. I plug it in. And I had 25 side missions before I even walked off the first roof. And I was like, this is way too much shit. This is not what Mirror's Edge was. And of course, I didn't. I don't bother reading reviews a lot of the time. I think uh, about a year ago, I ended up popping. I saw an article pop up on Facebook about Mirror's Edge 2. It's like, why so many people hated Mirror's Edge 2? And I was like, oh, I'm kind of curious because I fucking hate it. you know. <laughs> and I clicked on it. And it was basically bitch about the same shit I was. And it's that thing of going way too grand on something that wasn't supposed to be. So it's kind of like, for me, Dragon Age Inquisition is the Chronicles of Riddick. It yeah. was just way, way too much. It kind of forgot its roots of what it was and went way too hardcore. Dragon's Age Inquisition is that, Mirror's Edge 2 is that. And if they do a return back to what made Dragon Age and Dragon Age 2 good, because I actually like Dragon Age 2, I thought it was a good game, um, my only gripe with that was that every dungeon was the fucking same, <laughs> you know, yeah. but if they, if they fixed that, you know, if they would have actually fixed that, the Dragon Age 2 would have been a fantastic game. It's like, it's like with Fable, 
you know, Fable one and two are great. Fable three was like a dick joke. I, I hated it. Yeah, I was. I, I was. Passion. It was almost painful to play. It just. It was great until they tried to do something way different halfway through the story. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. what the fuck is going on with the kingdom to gameplay here? Yeah, and like, I, I think a lot of games like that. It's like the scale is really important. The scale is very important. And with Dragon Age two, I never felt overwhelmed with what I was doing. But I'm a side quest whore, you know. And yeah. Dragon Age Inquisition just basically overwhelmed me with so much side shit. I never felt like I was making any progress. It's kind of like, yeah, The Witcher 3 kind of did that to me, but I found a good balance. I didn't find yeah, that balance. Yeah, but the side quests in Witcher Age. 3 have a lot of meaning, so like... Exactly, yeah, but that's what I'm saying, is I found a good balance where I felt like I was making progress, even if I'm just running off doing a side mission, while Dragon Age Inquisition, I never felt like I was making any headway with anything. Anytime I would do a side quest, another one would fucking pop up, and on, and on, and on, and on. And I was just like, man, fuck this thing, this is stupid. Because I hate leaving side quests undone. And yeah. if I come across it, I hate walking away from it because I'm like, I might not remember it and I'll get to the end of the game. I'll be like, ah, oh, shit, I got like 30 hours of side quests to fucking do now, you know? So, so things to kind of look out for if you're a Game Pass owner here in the next week or so, you're going to get Wasteland 3. I will tell yeah. you on PC, it is a big fucking download. I was looking at it today because I was going to see if the pre-install was that. It's a 60 gig download. <laughs> Whereas the first one was only like 10. So, but I know they redid the graphics. First, the Wasteland 2 was kind of a dirty looking game that had good gameplay. Um, mm. So that's kind of around the corner. Jason, did you have some new stories that I'm missing? Uh, there is a little bit. It's not a whole lot. Hang on. My computer went to sleep. Um Crytek announced uh, that they will be releasing uh, the remastered version of Crisis to PC, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4 in September on the 18th. I bet Rusty um, gets that. Right. Uh, so it's good to see after the Switch release that it's, that it's going out to other platforms. Um, the other news piece I had, and this is something I'm kind of iffy about. So, Oculus decided to announce that uh, that sooner or later, every Oculus headset is going to require a linked Facebook account in order for it to function. So, how are you going to watch your porn? Right? <laughs> um, no, that, that feels like a weird privacy concern. Not only that, but it's uh, a wait, huge... wait, 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 wait. So, so what? I didn't read this. So they're, they're going to require a Facebook account. Yes, is that what you're saying? Yes. In order to use your so your Oculus is going to interface with Facebook, kind of like how say the HTC Vive has the Vive Home, but they're going to turn it into Facebook instead. Yep. So basically. Anyone who hasn't yet bought an Oculus headset, Facebook will mandate that new users sign up with a Facebook account starting October 2020. Huh. Yeah, I guess that means I'm going to be getting an index when I finally get a VR rig again. See, I keep everything separate. Like my any any account, like I have a I have a Discogs account because I buy a lot of vinyls and trade vinyls, and anything I have that has a sign in with Facebook, I'm like, go fuck yourself. No, I keep those things separate because 
one, I don't want them posting on my timeline that I just bought like, you know, fucking LO cool, you know, was it cool in the gang? Yeah. Or some shit like that. I don't want people knowing the music I'm buying. That's my that's my privacy. You know? Uh, but it's just more I don't I don't want to muddle that shit up and accidentally have it post that I bought this or I bought that or traded this. I know that it, it says you can allow it or not allow it. I don't trust it though. Yeah. You know? It's well, like my Pornhub stays on Pornhub. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm just like, it feels weird to, because Facebook does so much targeted advertising. Like, yeah. I don't want to see the stuff that's targeted towards me as a gamer, which is why, you know, I mean, it still does to a certain degree because I post all this shit on our secret group. But um, like, it's still kind of annoying that it does that. Right. Like, I've turned off the part oh, of my yeah. phone that, you know, Google listens to so that it doesn't give me these weird things like. I talked about yoga that it starts to give me like a bunch of yoga videos that I can go or, you know, box sets or streaming services or whatever, you know, and I don't there, like there's worse. There's worse than that, dude. Like my, my Jeep battery, uh, I've had my Jeep about five years. The battery finally died on it the other week and I had that shit turned off on my phone, but I was talking to crystal and uh, my Jeep wouldn't start off. As I said, well, I think the battery's dead on it. I got to get a new battery. And we go inside, and I sit on the couch, and she's scrolling through Facebook, and there's like fucking battery ads start popping up. And, and she's like, she's like, all these battery ads are popping up. And I was like, yeah, are there any good deals at least, you know? Or like I was driving around, and uh, I was down in Glenpool, and uh, there's a Taco Bueno, and and her and I were talking. She was like, hey, we haven't been to Taco Bueno in a long time. So we went by Taco Bueno. We get back to the house. And there's a Taco Bueno advertisement on her fucking Facebook. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, that, you should really turn that shit off so that they stop listening to everything you talk about because that's what they're doing. You know, it, that that targeted algorithm shit. Yeah, I mean, it's what I used to do for a living, but it's really gross. I hate that shit with like yeah, a passion. Yeah, that turns me off so much that it's going to be tied into Facebook. And I'm just... Yeah. Like it really drives me hardcore into getting an index the next time I upgrade my yeah. VR set, you know? Yeah. That's one of the reasons I left marketing and just left that because I got, because everything started becoming that Google ad targeting, ad targeting, AdSense, AdSense, and, and uh, watching what people go and shop for when they're not on your website. Just it kind of, it felt disgusting. It's a little bit creepy like to see much. all the stuff that happens on the back end with that stuff. Well, no, it is. It is. So here's the craziest part to the entire update. So by October, October 2023, or January 2023, sorry, uh, Oculus says that your device will not be fully functional without merging your Oculus and Facebook account. Man, that's going to yeah. piss Rusty off. Dude. <laughs> That feels kind of weird, though, because that's one of those things where... I mean, um, I understand Facebook bought Oculus, but still, yeah. that's extreme. Well, that's one of those things where when you bought the device, you bought it with an understanding that this thing would work within certain you know limitations that did not involve Facebook. But now they're going to update the end user agreements to where now it will only work if you basically... I mean, what if you're somebody who doesn't like... If you're a Luddite... Like, you know, I, I'm largely a Luddite when it comes to social media. I have a Facebook. I don't really ever use it. I don't use Twitter. I don't use Instagram. And I hate it when places try and make me sign up with those uh, services in order to use their service. Uh, I have those accounts. I just never fucking use them. And the only reason I have them is so I could, you know, use this other service. 
And I, I just, I hate that it's a game changer. They're like, well, you know, you bought the machine for, you know, X amount of hundred dollars. And now in order to use it, you're going to have to, if you're somebody who doesn't want to use this service, well, in order to use this, you got to use that. It just feels kind of shitty, you know? I agree 100%. Yeah. So that's just not a good look. And I don't know that they'll ever dig themselves out of this. Even if they do backtrack, people are going to remember it. Yeah, I don't really have a lot else. Jason, do you have anything else? Nope, that was it. All right, so I think we're going to wrap it up. Um, Jason, where can you find us? Find us at TiltCast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash TiltCast. Our YouTube channels, YouTube.com slash TheRealTiltCast, and search for us on iTunes and Spotify. Find some friends of the show. we got Trent with Cabbage when he starts releasing new stuff. You've got, well, you can find that on YouTube if you search up uh, Kick-Ass Bubblegum or just Cabbage, K-A-B-G Gaming. You can find it on there. And then you've got Pupcast with our friend John. Um, you may still be able to get old episodes of the Carousel. You've got BMFCast.com. You've got NoQuarters.net, which still does a monthly podcast. And you got TVGP.TV. They play Game Pass. And with that, it is the end of the show. So we will see you guys later. Peace.